What's going on, drinking buddies? Hey, it's Friday night. I'm sorry that this episode's getting too late. The laptop crashed when I went to upload the episode. I'm currently recovering the hard drive, and thankfully we didn't lose a bunch of shows, so I'm super stoked about that. But today's also been a little bit of a bummer. If you haven't heard the news, which I don't understand how you're downloading this off the internet, if you haven't, Anthony Bourdain took his own life, and it's bumming me out that, you know, I normally don't give a fuck about celebrity deaths. I really don't. But Anthony Bourdain was so inspirational. The man had such a lust for life that I feel it's only appropriate that I, and hopefully you, we're going to knock one back to him real quick. So cheers to you, Mr. Bourdain. Thank you for all the travel. Thank you for being inspirational. I have more thoughts on this, but... I'm not trying to make this about me. Not in this moment. So I'm going to take one more drink and then we're going to get into the episode. This week's episode is uh, my homie Brad Knight. Brad's an adult star known for getting his dick sucked on film. What a rough life. Being famous for getting your dick sucked. Good on him, man. Good on him. Now, this one we recorded back in fucking April. We recorded it on Easter, so it gets a little sacrilegious. We talk a little bit of shit about the resurrection of Christ. We talk about some travel to Mexico. This was a super fun one. Like, We had a good fucking time. So I really hope you guys enjoyed. I'm not going to bother with ad reads since the episode's late. We'll be back on our Thursday schedule because it really stresses me out that we didn't have this out on time. So... Without any further ado, Mr. Brad Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Pour yourself a nice little beverage. Oh uh, yes, absolutely. A tasty little, tasty little beverage here. I'm very, very happy with this. Thank you, sir, for getting this. By the way. Oh, of course, of course. Yes, yes. Podcast number two on Lord's birthday, uh, or his resurrection day. Yes, uh, right. He rose from the dead today. That's right. So, did the cave give birth to him at that point? Then I don't think so. I think he was like, just maybe a light came through, and he was just. Resurrected that way. I don't know what the fuck. So he just was on a bender and had just had a massive hangover. Yeah. And he's just like, guys, give me three days. We'll be fine. We're good. And then that's it. If I could turn water into wine, I'd have hangovers like that all the time. I would literally have a hangover every single night of my life. I think at some point you would uh, develop a tolerance. I don't know. How sugary of a wine do you think I'm Jesus pretty makes? sure you could control the alcohol content if you can t- control, if you can turn. <laughs> turn water into wine you just keep upping it every single time you just have this like a hundred proof wine by the end of it and you're just like man that guy jesus he makes some good shit <laughs> jesus, jesus breaks out punishment shots He's right like, <laughs> like i dare you to take a shot of this right it's like black <laughs> it's like it looks like coffee <laughs> but seriously does jesus make white or red wine 
Uh, it's definitely red from what we've been what we've seen and been told. Well, why is, can the Son of God only make red wine? Because apparently you're drinking his blood, which makes it even weirder. Yeah. So it's like, you are now drinking my blood, my children. All your sins are forgiven. It's like, wait, what? We have to be vampires in order to be forgiven of our... So you're saying we have to kill someone and drink their blood, and well, then we a, get forgiven of all our sins. You don't necessarily have to kill him. It could be like his period blood. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't... Or it's like... Some kind, you just you have to drink his blood, and then you're and then you're somehow forgiven. I don't understand. Come on, Jesus, make some champagne. I want to be forgiven with bubbly. I know you'd think the girls would be a little less like. I don't want to drink your blood, dude. Like that's disgusting. Twenty <laughs> first <laughs> century Jesus would definitely not work. Would be like, drink my blood, child. Your sins will be forgiven. Do you have any rosé? <laughs> mimosas. Do you have any mimosas? I could use a mimosa. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. I need a mimosa. I need. I need. I need my forgiveness with my brunch. Okay. And red wine does not go with my eggs. All right. <laughs> Definitely not. The blood of Christ does not go with eggs. The blood of Christ does not go with an omelet in the morning, kids. <sighs> mm. Important life lessons. Yes, important life <laughs> lessons from the Lord Himself. Learn and let learn. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what have you been up to? You just got back from Mexico. That's right. I uh, I just did, and they. Uh, what I do when I go down there, I go to Tijuana, and what I do when we're rolling, right? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I'm just completely asking you this about off mic while I talk into the mic. <laughs> just I'm, fuck. Um, so I go down there. Um, there's a actual soccer league down there. Like, for the entire... Football? Football, yes. Football. I guess they would call it Football del Mexicano. It's like the, the Mexican League. And um, the Mexican League is actually really interesting. I've just been learning about this over the past month. Um, they actually have two seasons. But, but it's the length of, like, one normal season. So, technically, you can be the champion of the league twice. How often does that happen? Uh, it actually happened really recently. The uh, The... The what is it? The uh, the Cholos actually have done it. The last wait, they have a team called the Cholos. Yes. Really, they have a team called the Cholos. Yes, it's spelled X O L O S. The Tijuana Cholos. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> and seriously, how many cartel members are sitting like on the side of the field, being like, "You better let that goal in." Oh, it's literally like, dude, the the class system in in Mexico is so nuts. Like they actually have this thing, right? So you're in the stadium. And the stadium is, you know, a stadium. It's round, all that thing. But they have, they're doing construction on the one side. So technically, it's like more of a U-shape. So that also actually helps these people. They have this specific section. It's like green in this all-red stadium because, A, the, um, the stadium is actually owned by the casino, which is next door, called Caliente. I've been there. Yeah. It's the, the casino is literally right next to the... Uh, to the to the thing and they have like racetracks and all that stuff there and also these people are just worth so much money that they literally pay for their seats and they also pay the organization to not put them on tv because if they were seen on tv and the thing like people would actually go up to them and like start haggling them for money and shit that's fucking crazy yeah like these people have so much money that like and it's funny because you have the stadium is kind of like in the middle of the whole thing so you have like all the houses on this hill over here where there's like the rich people and all their houses and they're like multi, you know, million dollar houses and all this stuff. Then you have 
the stadium, and then you have the favelas, like the the lower class housing with all like the you know tin roofs and all that stuff. And then the Dude, thing. it's so ridiculous. A multi million dollar home in Mexico must be insane. I it it is, and you can get one literally for like you know it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars, like in in American wise. You can get a you can get a house on the beach like for four bedrooms for like two hundred grand. It's nuts over there. So can we legally shoot porn in Mexico? I believe we could. Then why are we just not moving the industry to Mexico? I, I honestly would that would not be a bad move. I would just think uh, the passports would probably be an issue for most of the girls. Don't uh, don't think they have a passport. Wouldn't be hard to get, but you know, just that whole issue. And then uh, I don't know, man. It's it's. I think um, also I to buy you'd have we'd have to like rent out the house or something because to buy property in Mexico you have to be like born in Mexico. I also came to find that out. So how do fucking, uh, oh, I feel like there's some American celebrities that have houses in Mexico. I'm sure that they do. And then maybe they talk to someone that like, maybe their real estate agent was like, you know, worked out a deal with somebody that, you know, did so, you know, that somebody owned the land or something like that. I don't know, but or yeah. like everything in life, there's exceptions if you're really rich. Yes, I'm pretty sure they just paid enough and they were like, okay, well, you get a fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to being a Mexican citizen. Hey, hey, dual citizenship, baby. What's up? Like, you know, I just could not imagine um, having it would be awesome just to have like a five bedroom house that you paid, you paid once for. It's not like you're paying property tax down in Mexico either. Even if you are. <laughs> Okay. Okay. It's what? Like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it's something, but it's not a lot. Not bad. A couple scenes would pay for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a Airbnb is ridiculously popular down there now. I can imagine. Yeah, it is. It's actually pretty. I'm pretty sure it's pretty popular in most of Latin America. Yeah, it is actually now, but the, the prices and stuff are actually really reasonable. Like, uh, you know, for I think for two nights we spent maybe like one hundred and thirty dollars. What kind of spot? It was like a three bedroom house, and like the interior was like all recently like remodeled and stuff like that. Like clearly somebody had put a lot of money into this house to rent out this house. So that's pretty fucking awesome. Oh yeah, totally. I'm. Uh, I was really excited to go down there. Um, it was my, you know, the um, especially the first time I went down there because they were playing this uh, team from, it's like the Mexico City team. They're called the Pumas, so they were playing them, and like the Pumas have these ridiculous, like they're sponsored by Coke and Herbalife and all these ridiculous, you know, uh, companies and things like that. And they just uh, they came in, but like then the Cholos just whipped their ass. Because <laughs> the Cholos, yo, they're Cholos, man. <laughs> It's just so funny how they're called the Cholos, and it's just like they have scarves and everything like me, and it says Cholos all over it. Like I got a jersey and a scarf that I wear during the games. And you too know. bad there's no player last name Knight. I know, right? That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. But there's um, they actually have a really good team, and the whole uh, I got it's just like being at a tailgate for um, for like a football, you know, American football game or anything like that. You know, you get that atmosphere and then you get to meet people like that live in Tijuana and like, you know, you get to see what their lives are like and stuff like that. And Tijuana is just, it's ridiculous how sexualized it is versus here. Oh yeah. Like they basically just are like, you know, you walk, you go down the right spots in Tijuana and girls on the street just, 
getting picked up by dudes in cars every literally almost like every five minutes like clockwork well it's a trade industry down there i can imagine existing on the border especially being directly south of san diego which is traditionally a military town right guys need something yeah and it's gotta um, spend that paycheck that's a you know and that's what that's all what all my buddies were about they were you know they go to this place called hong kong i i've been to hong kong <laughs> have you been to hong kong I, <laughs> it was horrible so i went down to hong kong and I did not realize it was a brothel. Right. But it's it's a strip club, but they do like dildo shows and like stuff. So, and you can clearly tell like the girls are just waiting around to get fucked. Right. <laughs> See, when I went down there, I thought it was a strip club that prostitution just happened in. Like a lot of strip clubs in America. You just thought it was a coincidence? Well, I just thought it was one of those things where like, oh, prostitution happens. The authorities look the other way. I didn't realize it was perfectly legal. Sure, I've told this story on air, but me and my buddies got to, got a booth. Okay, and then we had like a whore sommelier. This dude Abel was just like, "Guys, I'll take care of you. Just pick out your girls. They'll come by the table. As long as you're buying them drinks, they'll hang out at the table." Right. And I'm like, "All right, well, I guess I have to pe- buy drinks, keep this girl at the table." That but- is a really big thing for them. It's like you have to keep them buying them drink because they'll come up and be like. She doesn't have a drink. Are you like done with her? Or like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is, I didn't realize it wasn't like an American strip club. Because like, you buy a girl a drink in Americans, a you know, house girl a drink in American strip club. Right. She's free to leave. Leave like leave your company. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. She's like, oh, you bought me a drink. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize that these girls were glued to the table as long as I was buying them drinks. Yeah, like they literally are your are your property if you keep buying them drinks. Right. And my one buddy was all about this one girl. Like, we kind of flagged her down for him. He was a little nervous. Oh, okay. And she had a friend, and they're like, this <laughs> is so fucked up. <laughs> the first girl that my buddy's into, he's black, and she's just kind of like, uh, Tubuku. She was nervous about it. Oh. So she needed a wing woman to, like, get over her nerves. Oh, geez. She was a, she was a new girl, huh? I guess. <laughs> or she just ain't had enough dark meat. Uh, I guess not. So her friend, like, is there, and I'm just buying drinks for a friend just to kind of help my buddy out. Oh, uh, okay. It was and I have no idea is this place is a brothel, and every, like, couple minutes, the girl's like, want to fuck? <laughs> I'm, like, You're just like, I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'll buy you another drink. Just to hang out? Yeah, just to hang out. Like, And I'm, like, I'm telling our horse sommelier, like, yeah, I'm in the industry. I don't. I don't fucking like strip clubs. Right. It's a whole just, it's, it's from our perspective, it's a whole different thing. The caveat is I do love Spearman Rhinos, Dames, and Games. <laughs> uh, you do, where you do do that show, yeah. Right, right. That place is really nice, yeah. No, but it's, it's a lot like, of fun. But this place is literally like, you go there, you walk in, and literally there's just 20 to 25 girls. Yeah. Lined up. No, it was crazy. And, and, you, and it, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things like, I don't go to strip clubs unless I'm working a gig at a strip club. Yes. So I'm just like, uh, I'm not really into strip clubs. I'll you know, happily pay for the girl's time, tip her out, tip you out, whatever. No big deal. Like, we're having fun. My one buddy wants, really wanted to come here. We'll hang out. Oh, he's going upstairs. I'll just keep paying for your time. And like, every couple minutes, like. Yeah, she just really wanted to fuck you, I guess. She just kept making the fuck noise. Motion. I'm like, maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> You're just like, meanwhile, I'm getting more and more drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's more and more. I'm like. Oh, shit. Just keep bringing the booze. Just mm. keep bringing the booze. 
Gotta have your advice somehow. And my third buddy, the girl that's with him, spoke English, and she's just like, why are you being such a dick? Why don't you just take her upstairs and fuck her? Why are you being such a dick? You're like, I'm not being a dick. Well, in my mind, it's like how prostitution goes down in the American strip club. Like, this is not what you're here to do. This is just bonus money for you. Yeah, but for them, it's like that's how they make their money. Well, no, this is a brothel set up as a strip club, which I found out later. <laughs> and I felt like a colossal dick about wasting that girl's time. Eh. Like, I felt like, in my mind, at the time, she could have just gotten up and found another John. But apparently it doesn't work like that. No, there. no. As long as I was buying her drinks, she was stuck at the table. So I'm just colossally wasting this girl's time. Yeah, but it's like at the same time, you don't, you didn't want to sit there by yourself either. Yeah, but I... I was. I'm, You're yeah. like I was indifferent. <laughs> I, I had alcohol. I was good. I, oh I, yeah, I, I had alcohol. I could have watched the floor show. So you'll, so you'll know for next time when you come down with me and my boys from East LA that uh, you'll, you'll, you'll just remember not to buy them so many drinks. Next time I'm just not gonna bother going in. <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I mean, um, if you're, I, I could totally get it. You know, I went with my, I went with my, a couple of my buddies too, and they're both, they're both civilians, and they're both in their thirties. So it's kind of like they look forward to going to Tijuana. Still, you know, eighty dollars for a bang is not a horrible deal. No, it really isn't. It's not a horrible deal, and especially since they like, I've seen what they do. Like they'll literally, they'll give the girl a robe. Like, they'll give a girl, a, like, a silk robe that says fucking Hong Kong on the back. They'll take them out. They'll go to the hotel, which is, by the way, next door. Right. <laughs> and they'll go up these stairs, and they'll go up, and the hotel's, like, a legit hotel. There's a lobby with a receptionist and all that. And, you know, they're like, so how much for the room? It's $20. Yeah. By the hour. By the hour. And that's, that's like, actually a pretty... That's a real serious moneymaker. I think they probably make more off that than they actually do, like, off the girls sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like $20 an hour, and the guy wants to, like, may, you know, maybe go a couple times, you know? They're probably making off him, and they are on the girl, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I'd be curious to ask one of the girls, like, what's your cut? Right. How much does the club take from this? How much do you... What also blew my mind? Which... I may have been a little inebriated when I walked in the door, hmm. and I should have realized this. They had membership clubs. Like, they had a discount punch card going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, they do. And it's like... How, what is the application process like for that? <laughs> like, you walk in and go, sir, so how many times have you frequented uh, Hong Kong in the, in the last 30 days? <laughs> like, <laughs> is I, it like an Amex card for strip club? For the one, can you imagine, like, your, you know, your significant other goes through your wallet and finds the fucking membership oh, God, card to Hong Kong? Yeah. Like, the fuck is what this? What is this? I looked up this place, and this place is a fucking whorehouse. What is going on? And you have nine punches in it already. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no, but, you know, if you go down there and, like, you don't you don't get a table and you, like, walk around and you check it, like, the you know, the, the dildo shows and stuff are good. Like, the girls are legit, like, you know, they're basically fucking each other with, with dildos on stage with whipped cream. It's amazing. See, that didn't happen when I was there. I was also there the day after Christmas. Oh, well, you had to go upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a whole, like, second level where there's just more girls, and that's where the whipped cream dildo show is. Yeah, my buddy's like, dude, don't even bother down here, bro. Like, just go upstairs, and we'll just fucking, like, we'll spend $5 for, like, a couple hours to watch these girls fuck each other. <laughs> like, How many punches does he have? No, he doesn't. I mean, I could imagine probably more than I do, but he doesn't have a membership card. Sure anything. he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. I was like, he, sure. Pro he probably does, but he's like, 
he's like, I love this place or whatever, but Rosarito Beach is a lot actually more fun. The more tourist trap area. That was fun too. Not just going to the, uh, the, just the strip club slash brothel. There's actually a lot more to do despite that. I've never been. I, I'm, yeah, I was just recently down there for uh, for St. Patrick's Day, which was totally... I know, you missed my gig. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. But No worries, know, no worries. I actually have a story on... I, I, could, I could technically still be in jail right now. Oh, do tell. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you that. So we go down there. Um, the Cholos game was on Friday. So we were down there Friday, and then just the next day happened to be St. Patrick's Day. So we go down to Rosarito Beach, and the most popular beach there is since like the 90s is uh, Papas and Beer. So we were down there. We're walking around, and uh, I guess the whole gimmick is like, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of beaches on the, or a bunch of bars on the beach. There we go. So like you, these guys that like, they're promoters, basically, and they like lead you down. Are they promoters like the guys on Las Vegas Strip trying to hand out <laughs> the, 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 the cards? The handing out the stripper things? Kind of, but they take it like once they're like aggressive as fuck. They'll be like, they'll come down there and be like, oh, you know, you, you need to use the bathroom here. Get a two for one beer while you're at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, you go down there and it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, we'll come down. The, you get a wristband, $15 all day, you know, something like that. Because like I was, you know, as we were talking about earlier, it was St. Patrick's Day in Rosarito Beach. And then just, you know, it's spring break. Everybody's there. They're at this place, and you know, obviously, the only one thing that I want, since we're you know on now we drink, is Jameson. That's the only thing that I wanted on St. Patrick's Day, and of course, this place, Papa's and Beer, is the only only place that has it. So we literally go. I go up to the guy. I'm like, okay, all I want to do is just take like one shot of Jameson. You fucked up by not bringing your own into the country. I know. I really did, and I thought about it before I left. But I was like, maybe we'll get lucky. We'll find some. Nope. It was that was the only place. So we go across the street. We're like, uh, so how much is it to get into this place? They're like forty five dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, so what do I get with this forty five dollars? They're like, well, you get access to the place, and then actually, it's like free alcohol, like all you can drink from seven to nine. I'm putting that place out of business next year. Yeah, I literally would. <laughs> so we like we get our things around like six. <laughs> and we just go and of course you can drink on the street down in Rosarito Beach. So we grab a 12 pack. We chug those real fast and of course we're literally sitting right next to the Federales because they're trying to block the like the street so cars can still get through. Even the cops are like giving me like hey bro cheers. Like, <laughs> like the cops were smoking cigarettes or whatever, you know, he cheers me with my fucking like Tecate that I bought from like down the street for like, you know, three bucks for a 12 pack because that's how awesome <laughs> it is for beer down there you know what i mean so we're sitting there and so we go in and this place is like packed it's like the fucking it's the douche club of basically of of in the entire spring break area so it's like the last day of spring break we're going in all that stuff and we're like okay we got our all our con- all you can drink we're gonna chill for like an hour and then we're gonna go home we'll go home you know, we'll we'll drive. We'll make the hour and a half uh, drive to get to the border, and then we'll take the extra like hour or so to, to, to get to get back home. So we're on our way back. <laughs> Mind you, we're still wearing our bright green St. Patrick's Day shenanigans shirts that everybody had com- commented on the next day over my sweatshirt, which I'm not. You know, I wasn't wearing anything underneath the sweatshirt. So we get up to the border, and the and of course the border guy goes. Have you guys been drinking? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm just like, 
if I say no, I mean, I'm clearly lying. I, I have, but I was like, officer, I, sh- I swear. I swear to you, officer, I've taken enough time to where I knew I was going to make this drive and I knew I was going to run into you with this on and the thing. He still didn't believe me. They ended up having to take my car, impound it. Like they ended up searching the whole fucking thing. They took me in. They made me do the whole field sobriety test and all that. And I was just literally like sitting there the whole time. I'm like, "Ah, I'm so glad they're making me wait all this time because I'm so fucked up right now. Oh shit! (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) But the thing was, like, after about a good like, because I wasn't the only one. There was about six other people that had been. Who had the same plan? Who had the same plan and that we're all wearing the same exact gear. We were lined up like a bunch of St. Patrick's Day hooligans. It looked like we had just been back from like Chicago or something like that where they pick, you know, they they dye the water green or whatever. So we're like, we're all sitting there and they get up and they get up and they get me. They do the fields of writing. I'm like, listen, officer, all I want to do is just take a breathalyzer and get out of here. That's all I want to do. Because it had been like two or three hours at this point. And I'm like, if I was that fucked up, I'm probably good by now. So he's like, okay, if you do this, the thing, if, it, if not, you know, you're, obviously we're going to take you to jail right now. So we, he does it. I blow it a .065. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like under the limit. And, like, and I just go, and I'm like literally sitting in there in my shirt. And I just go, so, uh... Can I go now? <laughs> and they're like, they're trying to give me this like, you know, good go- good guy speech. Like, oh, maybe you should wait an hour or so before we actually like let you go or whatever. I'm like, unless you want me to wait the hour in my car in your parking lot and smoke weed. <laughs> Since I'm technically in California now. Did you bring weed across the border? Oh, of course. I do every single time. <laughs> yeah. Brad, don't admit to crimes I, on the internet. I did, but they, I don't have it with me or anything. They can't prove it. <laughs> no, right, they, it just magically flew across the border. It, yeah, it's uh, it, plus we don't have any left. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> no, I, we, we didn't. I, by the time we came back, we didn't have any left. We were done. Um, but what what would you do if you got caught by the fucking federales coming in? I don't it? know, man. I probably would have just ate it. If I, if, I, if, I had, if I had some on me and that happened and like the whole deal, I probably just would have, I probably just would have ate it. Yeah, honestly. Like See, the one time I crossed, I parked my car in San Diego and walked. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. No, it was just easy. It's just like because my buddy speaks Spanish. So it was like easier to get around and like people not mess with my car and stuff like that, you know, because it is it is still a border town and people do try to mess with you if they think that you don't know your way around and stuff. But my buddy speaks Spanish. So it's like, you know, if any, they try to fuck with me and they're like, you know, it's like he speaks Spanish, bro. Like it's the thing. So it was just, it was just really funny. Like coming back, and we we're like, of course they would pull me over for being wearing St. Patrick's gear and everything, and pull me in for that. Of course they would. And you probably smelled like a still. Uh, I might have. <laughs> I might have. Um, it definitely didn't look good by all accounts and purposes for sure. But it was, it was a time I'll never forget. That's for sure, Mexico. St. Patrick's Day. It's not something that people do too often. No. No, that's not like the St. Patrick's Day destination it's not, in my uh, mind. It's not uh, really. No, no, it, it really isn't. But um, one thing I do have to say about Mexico, though, is like I got recognized. Really? While I was there. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like I'm sitting. Um, we were basically pre-gaming for a good couple hours because like we found out about the whole seven to nine all you can drink thing around like 4 p.m. So, like, we'd been drinking those 12-packs for a good minute. And literally, like, I had th- three three uh, Mexican dudes come up, and they were like, dude, 
is this you? And they pull up my browser's picture. They're like, and I'm like, yeah, that is. Holy shit. Because I'm like, you know, in St. Patrick's gear. Like, my hair's not even, like, done or anything. Like, I'm just, like, you know, fucked up from the night before. Like, I'm drinking a beer on the side of the road. And these guys go up and they're like, dude, is this you? (laughs) Like, you, I saw your scene with Nina L. That was awesome. Like, we just had this huge, like, Was it Mexican dudes or white dudes? No, they were Mexican dudes. Oh, nice. They were straight up, like, we're, you know, we live around here. Like, when they, and we were like, we weren't sure if it was you or not. And we just wanted to come up and say, what up, dude? Like, they tagged me on Instagram too. Like, oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> took a picture with me, tagged me on Instagram, and like, apparently they got like 20 fucking comments about it. Like, dude, like I'm saying, like, it's so sexualized down in there. I was like, I got recognized in Mexico, and I haven't even been in that long. Like, I've only been in like four years. So it's like, just for that, the crazy, and it's to be like, oh, that scene that you did with this girl, that was so awesome. I'm like, really? Out of all places in the entire fucking place, like St. Patrick's Day, at a tourist beach, you know, at this place, and then, like, these guys come up, and, like, of course, these guys all have girlfriends. <laughs> all three of the guys I, all have girlfriends. It would have been hilarious if we like, it would be an honor if you'd fuck my girlfriend. I know, that would have been, that's what it was like, I was literally, like, for, of course, I'm thinking of that in the back of my mind, but I was like, these girls, mm, yeah. Hey, prove your male talent. Just get it up. Do it. <laughs> No, no, that's the job, Brad. Nice. It's like that's the job, but only if the girls tested, of course, of course. But um, so like you know, but I was just like you know, the girls go up and it's like they're looking at the guys like yeah, and the guys are like yeah, we watch porn, <laughs> like you know, because like the girls like you find out your guys watching porn, like it's probably like a weird thing. It's like not only did they find out that they are. But they get to meet the guys that they're watching right there. <laughs> That's a hot experience. Like it was, it was a little weird. I have totally touched myself to your dick. <laughs> yeah, especially like when they're not saying that to you in English at all. And oh, like my, my buddy's translating for me the entire time. It's just like I'm like, what did he say, bro? I've <laughs> been funny if they're not fans at all. They're just kind of like, oh, gringo. Oh yeah, that'd be hilarious. But no, that that there was it was uh it was a really good experience to like actually have somebody come up and and recognize me and actually it was like, "Oh, I appreciate all your hard work." I mean, it I mean, it's actually nice it's nice to actually be recognized for it for once. <laughs> it was the it's the first time I've been recognized like out in you know, out in public like that. So, no, that's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Some recognition for the hard work for all the lengths of pipe you've been laying. Uh, well, you know, somebody's got to do it. Those girls aren't going to fuck themselves. I know they're not. I mean, they, they could, are. but, you know, they sometimes they get bored. <laughs> sometimes the audience just wants to see a flesh missile. Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. And uh, that's what we were just talking about uh, last AVN. It's like you get nominated for stuff and you don't know whether you're going to win or not. And then, you know, you get you win for the most crazy stuff. Like, uh, you going up on stage for best comedy. I mean, that was definitely uh, one of the highlights of that night. <laughs> I am still waiting to see if that makes it to showtime. And how, how much of a shit show it's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe how much an ass of myself I made. Uh, no, you were all right, bro. You were all right. Okay, well, in retrospect, I felt like I made a giant ass of myself. I mean, it was just like, if anything, like those other people, I mean... You're in the movie. You should all go up. Like, right. Well, and that's how I ended up there. <laughs> it's like, you're like, okay, I'm like, I waited. Nobody went up. So I just decided to go up because I was in the thing. So. I mean, I didn't wait long. Well, I, yeah, I mean, you didn't wait long, but I was like, you waited. 
and then nobody else was really making their way up besides Joanna. And then from the far fucking back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, it's also like, okay, who made the seating chart? Because like, if she was winning that award, like who put, who puts her all the way in the back? Right. Yeah. Piss poor planning on that one. 100%. I also stole my seat, so I shouldn't have been so close. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure half of us did that night. Anyway, the seat, the, the seating was totally messed up. Cause it was like, like we were talking about all the cam people took up like three quarters of the auditorium. They did. Yeah. They absolutely did. They absolutely did. And the section I was assigned to technically didn't have any unassigned seats left when I got to it. Oh, really? Like I'm like, oh, I can't find any fucking seats. Oh, fuck. And Ike Diesel, looking out like a homie, he's like, yo, this girl's not coming. I know she's not. Take her seat. Oh, uh, yeah. There was a bunch of those. But, you know, at least it worked out. It was a... It was, a it was great. It was fucking great. <laughs> I can say that, you know, I went on stage dressed like a fucking rabbi. It was... Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And uh, walking that red carpet with you as the rabbi was was oh that was a ton of fun was a ton of fun hilarious uh, part with that and then the uh, the waitress serving us in the line you bastards in in your fucking drink (laughs) you got to strike while the iron was hot on that opportunity bro that 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 was literally like a a five second window I know I know but I'm saying with I like some fan engaged me and I turned to you like ordering drink me. I was like, uh, but I had to chug it like halfway towards the egg because they couldn't let me bring the glassware like on the last of the red carpet part. So like, I just I had to end up like I think I had to give it to you to, to help to help me drink. I did. It. Yeah, I was like, I was like they wouldn't let me. I had like a drink like this in my hand, and they're like, no, you can't bring that up on the red carpet like this. I'm like, what? But I got it in line. <laughs> See, like, I would have tried to talk my way in and be like, what? It's I know. But they were they they were not having it. So I'm like, I don't want to get. I didn't want to wait all that time and then get all that way and then then be like, nah, no, you can't come in. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole clusterfuck just to try to even get on that thing too. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Like I ended up waiting a, probably a total of about like two hours. I think it was. To well, just, it just seemed no rhyme or reason how they're letting people in. No, it was a definitely a disconnect between AVN and the and the actual Hard Rock itself. So. Well, hopefully next year it'll be better. Eh, I won't be on the carpet next year. Eh, yeah, we'll see about that. Well, we'll we'll see if I get nominated for something else, but I doubt it. Mm. It's going to be a long year, my friend. I know we're barely into it. I know it's we're we're. I mean, it's it's flying by pretty fast though. I mean, it's almost April. It's April. It is April first. Yeah, I was like, it's literally April first. Can't believe it. I know. Avian was a couple months ago already. I know. It's like. Uh, all that stuff and the other thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess it was a couple months ago. It just shows it's like, wow, AVN. A couple months later, we're like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. <laughs> and a couple of years, I'll be like, oh, yeah, remember that thing we did a couple of years back? You'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I'll be like, was I drunk in Vegas? Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a thing I do. That's that's a thing that happens pretty often. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, God, this uh, this Woodford's really uh, I'm getting a good, I'm getting a nice little buzz going on right now. Excellent, excellent. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. So what the fuck else you been doing? You went to Mexico. You fucking right. I went to Mexico. I've been actually been doing a lot of traveling, but now I'm kind of uh, just going to keep it more low key. Where else did you, have you been going? Um, I've been going kind of uh, more NorCal. Been up to San Francisco a little bit more, and I've been out to Vegas a little bit more. Um, yeah, I doing was just, some work for Kink or no? Just uh, my my folks live up oh, in uh, cool in San Fran, so I go and visit them sometimes. I actually lived uh, for three years up there before porn. 
So uh, I know the city pretty well. Um, also, um, just been doing a lot of traveling like uh, Vegas and Arizona has actually been a kind of good spot. Um, Jay and Jody West, they live out in Scottsdale. I don't know if you know. I don't. I was like, Jody, you've probably heard of Jody West. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, her her husband, her and her husband Jay have a have a nice place out there in Arizona and they they they, they do a good business for themselves. They're really they're really good people. So. Nice. Yeah, I've been I saw them what was it? Uh around like around like Christmas time. So that was the last little bit of traveling I did and then this Mexico thing was really recent. It was St. Patrick's Day, so yeah, not really gonna be doing much more. Not going to really be going to any of the exoticas this year. We were talking about that too. Yeah, yeah. I I sometimes miss those conventions and sometimes I don't. Right. It's like uh, maybe if I go, you know, half the time next time, and maybe it'll be better. I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, well, I go at all. Some of the after parties used to be a lot of fun. Mm. In my, you know, when I was roadieing for a lot of girls back in back in my day, back in my day, the club booth, which I believe is might be the bad dragon booth now like the Mm. the club spotlight yeah the big booth where like you know a lot of the mainstays sign Mm. used to be empty in the middle right there used to be a couch back there oh yeah 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 i do remember that yeah well i kind of used to turn it into a bar back there too oh yeah yeah (laughs) officially you know you couldn't drink on the floor unless you're buying from the convention center right but i'm a roadie no one's gonna check my bags for booze nope they sure aren't Fucking just bottles. And then you just had that little room basically to yourself. And then the girls just go back there when they needed a break. And yep. We'd do some drinking. I'd drag friends back there, do some drinking. Yeah, that's definitely something AVN seriously needs now. Like in between like the agency booths or something. Like just put set up a couple couches right there and just like, fuck. Yeah. Well, not fuck. Well, you know what I mean. Like just get. Drinking or I whatever. For the, to clarify for the audience, because we very well may mean. Yeah, I mean, that may have happened. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you see it at every other convention still. Like, they have, like, little shit. Like, for half these conventions, they have little offices set up if you want to do business meetings. Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> AVN doesn't have that anymore. I feel like they're a business to business. But they do, but they do them in, like, hotel rooms and stuff. They don't do them, like, off the side of the actual convention itself. You know what I mean? Maybe that was back in... The- oh, you know what? Like the ballrooms and stuff like that. They yeah. still use those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's to some degree... But I'm talking about like on the floor itself. Right, like You right. could just go off to the side and literally have like a business meeting in like this cubicle thing that they set up. Like like when I... The last time I went to CES, they had like at least 10 of those. That's a much bigger convention though. Oh, yeah. That's a huge convention. I actually used to frequent that convention quite often. Um about four or five years ago my parent my dad still is invested in that quite a bit because he owns his own sound company oh nice yeah he, he knows more about speakers than i could i could possibly know for any reason other than, <laughs> being, uh, than being a than being a huge speaker nerd but he knows enough about it to keep going he's been going for about 10 years and that thing it's like i think it's about almost as crazy as comic con like the amount of people that go and how big it is and how many big players actually are involved in it and all that. Well, you know, AVN used to be at the same time, right? Yes. I, I, the last year that I went to CES was the, was the last year that they did that uh, together. I think it was like 2010. No. Cause it was still, maybe it was like one of the last years. Cause it was 2011 was last year at the Sands. Okay. Yeah. So it was the year before that when it was just like, 
yeah, it was literally like you had opposite ends of the spectrums, so like guys that are like clearly they got their badges on still getting this girl like and bringing them back to their hotel room like, OK, <laughs> you can clearly tell what's going on here. And you're just like, wow, I can't eat. You can't you would never see that combo like in real life ever. Oh, I know. It's only great. only in Vegas. <laughs> that was my first AVN that year. Really? Yeah. 2011? Uh, 2010. 2010? Yeah. 2010 was my first AVN. God, there were a lot of girls at that convention. Too. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Like Jenna Hayes. That's like one of the, before I got in the business, that was like when Jenna Hayes was still in, when Charlie Chase was still in, like when Alexis Texas was still really doing really well. Yeah. Texas was doing great. Um, it was just, it was a total. Sasha, Sasha Gray was signing. Sasha Gray was signing. Jesse Jane was doing really great because they were like, they were advertising pirates like a son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. So it was like, you know, they were like the main stars and had the biggest lines and stuff. It was just so much different than it is now. It was, it was a like, trade show, but it was a lot smaller. Like, there, no way. Well, I mean, like the, um, what do you call it? Like, I guess it may be because it was like one of the last days or whatever, but like. I don't know. It just no, the like, floor was huge. Okay. I guess maybe it was just the way they said it. Well, it but it was just one big floor. Instead right. Of, yeah. Instead of three. Yeah. Okay. That was it. It was just one big floor. But yeah, some of the major companies had giant fucking booths. Oh, yeah. It was literally just like Lansky's booth, but times 10. Yeah. With okay. a lot less awards, but. Yeah. But that was the whole thing. The whole thing was about the trade show and the convention. It wasn't even about the award show back then, really. Yeah. The award show was icing on the cake. It was a business-to-business show at that point. Business, yeah, it the, was. Hell, in those days, and back in my day, mm-hmm. there were industry-only days first. Like, the first day of the show was industry-only. Hmm. And then the other three days, there were industry-only hours. Fans weren't even allowed on the floor for full show hours. Wow. That would actually help a lot now. Like, for companies, if they're trying to, like, hire new girls and stuff. But The money's not there anymore. you got to... Pander to the fans a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, they got to figure out what the fuck to do. Because after this last year, I mean, it was just so ridiculously packed. Like you couldn't even walk, you know, halfway through the convention without like it taking 15, 20 minutes to get to one side of it. So I was on the show floor for about 20 minutes the whole weekend. Yeah. Same with me. That's usually the case as well. And it's usually because I'm like dropping something off that a girl left or something like that. I hit in media the whole fucking time. Oh, yeah. You're at the media booth, so. I'm like, I'm going to be up in media drinking where I can freely bring my own alcohol. <laughs> that was actually a pretty nice spot you guys had. That's been my spot two years running. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll definitely see you again there next year for sure. Yeah, yeah. If I, if I go next year. If you go next year, right. And it's still a great debate. I, hell, I wasn't going to go this year if I wasn't nominated. Right. It was kind of the same. It was almost the same deal with me. I was thinking about it for like the longest time and then. The nominations came out in October, and then we were just all like, oh, my God, we need to go now. Right? Like, I'm fucking Avian nominated. I have to go. Yeah. But, you know, it was. It, I mean, it's always an honor to be nominated, though. I mean, it's oh. like, how often is that going to happen again? <laughs> Who knows if I will ever be nominated again? My dick doesn't come out on film, so there's only so many non-sex roles. <laughs> there's only so many non-sex roles. But, hey, at least, I mean, good friends with people that can give you plenty of those non-sex roles. So Yeah, yeah, but... There's only a handful of, oh, we need Matt looking like a scumbag. <laughs> like, I have a fairly distinct look. I'm like, I'm a rabbi or a scumbag. Not much in between. What are we going to choose this time? <laughs> Though, I saw an article. You know, YouTube defunded all these gun pages, right? All these gun videos. The NRA or whatever it is. Just pages. any like pro-gun videos whatsoever. YouTube 
either remove them or demonetize them. Okay. So they're moving them to Pornhub. A lot of these gun companies are like <laughs> moving them to, to Pornhub. Basically fetishizing gun videos. Yeah. Well, like, it's just they can freely post them there. Yeah. I was like, they'll let you. So I don't know if you're aware. Years ago at this point, I played a redneck named Jesco for a naked in public scene for Wood Rocket. No, I did not know this. And I taught Veruca James how to shoot on camera. <laughs> so I'm pitching to Wood Rocket like, you need me to bring that character back since all the gun stuff's moving to Pornhub anyways. Wow, you said it back then? Jeez. Well, I'm, I'm, it's my pitch now since I already have the character. I mean, you might as well. They're probably being like, yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> Leroy hasn't gotten back to me on that. I'm sure he hasn't. I'm pretty sure since, since the whole uh, Confederate flag incident stuff, I'm sure that doesn't really fly anymore. It's kind of all associated in the same shit. <laughs> it's like, I, I actually was wearing a Confederate flag belt buckle in that scene. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of things that could that could hinder you bringing that char- kind of character back. Fuck it, why not? Mm. It'd be really funny. It would be. Yeah. When we get off air, I'll play the scene for you. It's ridiculous. Okay. That sounds it's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it sounds amazing. But that totally makes sense why they would just, they bring it to Pornhub because it's basically just like, you just basically fetishize gun porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody's going to be making, I should literally just make video. I should buy a buy a shotgun and just di- assemble it and disassemble it for like three minutes. <laughs> just, oh, what you got to do is. Just have a girl shoot the gun naked, then bang her. Yeah, basically. I've done and I've done a shoot like that before. Where we were on a gun range with actual cops. And then I banged in the back of the gun range afterwards. There we go. There's Brad Knight's new thing for twenty eighteen. <clears throat> that shit, that was like tw- that was like twenty fifteen when I did that. But you can make a whole series of it now. I know, I actually could. And it would actually probably do a lot better. It was pretty ridiculous though. Because we're at this gun range, right? And, you know, coffee, every gun range has to be in the middle of nowhere. Right. And so it's... Uh, indoor or outdoor range? It was outdoor. Okay. So we're uh, we're outdoor at this, like, gun range, and we're literally next to, uh, I think it was, like, the Pasadena Police Department or something like that. And they were doing, like, some training exercises or something. Because, like, there were literally all the guys that were in charge of this place were ex-cops, ex-military, ex-whatever, blah, blah, blah. So... I don't know how the fuck this guy got this venue with this girl, but I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go with it. Let's do it. But the whole thing beforehand was that they literally did what you just said. See the, shoot, make the girl shoot the gun naked and then fuck her afterwards. So, <laughs> the, you know, obviously these guys are ex-cops, so they're trying to like go through the safety class and like everything. And we're like, you know, we did a couple like uh, practice shooting things and stuff like that. <laughs> Literally, let's think. And then at some point, it goes, it goes, okay, girls, now's the time to do, now's the time we're going to start the cameras rolling. So they get naked and the, the guys are like, uh, so what we're going to do now is <laughs> like they're trying to be instructors, but it clearly is not working because now literally boobs. boobs and boots. That was it. That was literally like, that's what I wanted to call the series. I'm like boobs and boots. That's what you there you go. That's Boom. You, that's right what, there. That's what you should have called it. But, um, trademark Brad Knight. Do not steal that shit. Internet. No, anybody do not steal that boobs and boots. Um, hold on. Actually, I want to see if boobs and boots.com is fine. I know. Right. See if that's an actual thing. Like boats and hose, but bo- boobs and boots. <laughs> boobs and boots. <laughs> it's available. It's available, people. 
That's amazing. I'm probably going to steal that. Oh, do it. You got some time before this comes out. So <laughs> I you know. Can, <laughs> you can register that domain. But it was, um, it was really awesome because we got this thing. And then literally it's like uh, the targets. And then there was this sand wall thing behind it. Yeah, the backstop. Yeah. And then there was uh, this like canopy thing behind that. And there was like this table and all that stuff. And that's where we actually ended up doing the scene. Like in the middle of the day. In the back of this gun range, where like literally the pa- the Pasadena Police Department is literally doing their training exercises like thirty feet away. <laughs> Were there gunshots going off in the background while you? Banged? Absolutely, yes. That was actually uh, the most horrifying part because like you could hear the bullets at one point going through the sandbar right next to the canopy. So we thought like a bullet was going to like get through and hit one of us. So we were like, I'm literally like in the middle of the fucking this girl, and all of a sudden I hear just like almost like by my head and I go okay I'm pretty sure that if he keeps shooting in the same in that same direction I'm gonna get hit by a a fucking bullet (laughs) so like I'm like guys could you not shoot our way while we're trying to do this back here meanwhile I'm like naked fear boner it was it was literally just like panic boner (laughs) at that point i'm just like i'm just like oh my god what the fuck is happening we're getting shot at and i have to fuck this girl at the same time but it's so awesome (laughs) it's like oh my god they keep shooting i'm gonna pop really quick uh it was not it was it was like that uh, also mixed with i hope i don't die (laughs) yeah nothing makes you come harder i guess yeah i definitely i definitely uh Came a lot quicker to try to get the fuck out of there, so I didn't. <laughs> definitely, definitely helped the uh, the process. That's for sure. Just like, oh god, I gotta fucking finish. I know, quickly. so I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, this is this is crazy. So, I, so we get out of there, and I'm like, literally, like pulling up my pants and getting everything on as they were like, we're going out of the thing, and the people. I guess there was just like regular people people shooting there and stuff, and they look at me like they give me that look like, and I just go. I just go, nice. <laughs> like, yep, we were just fucking back there. <laughs> the girl wasn't exactly quiet. Right. So, like, everybody could hear what the fuck was going on. You think you could hear her over the gunshots? I think in between gunshots, you could definitely it was hear. Like, bang, bang. Ah, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, psh, psh. Ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just are they killing someone it's back like, there wait uh is that a instructional video or what's happening here like what what the fuck is going on but yeah uh that was a crazy time though boobs and boots Boob- you could start banging in kevlar that would be exciting and really tough at the same time it'd be really uncomfortable yeah it would have you ever worn Ke- kevlar yeah i have actually um i'm ex-military oh okay so i've had a lot of uh training and stuff like just wearing all the full pads and stuff, it definitely gives you like an extra 50 pounds. Well, and it just doesn't fucking breathe. That's the problem. No, it doesn't do that either. Especially since we were filming, of course, like in the middle of the summer, because that's the only time you can film outside. You know, that's how the industry works. We only film outside when it's like 100 degrees minimum outside. And the sun's coming right down on you. Mm-hmm. Of course, and I'm pasty white, so they have to put me in direct sunlight. They just want you to get a little cancer. It's okay. Oh, it's fine. You know, they just want me to be uh, like look like a lobster for the next like five days. That's what they want. Hey, that's not their problem. That's <laughs> someone else's problem. <laughs> yeah, it's someone else's problem. Yeah, it was just. Uh, but yeah, being there, that was that was a crazy. That was probably one of the craziest time scenes I've ever done. So, actually. I didn't know you were in the military. What, uh, what branch did you serve in? I was in the army. I was in um, ROTC in college, and then um, I graduated 
um, as an officer, and then I got um, I got discharged for uh, weed. Actually, they uh, so dishonorable. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't take kindly to 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 the marijuanas. What happened to you eating it when they were coming? I know. I was like, <laughs> but still, I mean, like this was you know, I was I was still in. You know, it was like I had just graduated. We were having a party. You know, they were doing the thing. And then, like, I think it was like 15, 20 days in, and they were like, drug test. Oh. And I was, it was literally like the most minuscule, like, amount that I could have had or whatever. But it was still just like, it's, it's a zero tolerance policy. Like, they don't, they don't, um, they don't, they just don't. And then that was it. That was literally it. I got, everything and i just left it's not really a good memory uh but you know it's just like something that i learned from and it, it gave me a lot of good experiences while i was in college and it gave me a lot of experiences for pe- what people are going through in the military and things like that so i have a lot of respect for those people still despite you know what the actual organization did to me and you know those guys have been through so much and i still have a lot of vet- veteran friends to this day so i like to and I volunteer for uh, my buddy's thing. He does veteran uh, hiker. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. What is it? <clears throat> he basically um, has a group of veterans that he takes to different spots all around here in L.A. And they all hike these different trails and stuff uh, to help with their PTSD. Nice. So, um, you know, it's a really great uh, escape plus obviously physical exercise. That's kind of like what the Army was meant off of anyway. So it's like a it's a militaristic way to help you get through your PTSD. Nice. It's a really nice organization. I really like help them out. Uh, my buddy David, who's in charge, he's a really good dude. Um, and I like, and he's gotten, you know, he's only been doing it maybe a couple of years now, but you know, it's just, it's a, it's, it's really good way to help out veterans and help with their PTSD. Cause they, they go through a lot more than we do. Definitely. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great it's it's just great that the that they're actually going out and do, doing stuff besides you know like wounded warrior project or something that's like this is something that it's like you're act- actively involved in the community. Um, well, and the soldiers definitely have wounds that you may not necessarily be able to see. Yeah, there was a you know there was a couple guys that you know only had one leg, one arm, and you know they're hiking up this two mile uphill trail you know it's just it's remarkable to see it's like you know you just when you feel like giving up there's these guys that can go out and do that you know like i've seen a guy with no legs at my gym working out so it's like okay if he can do that then i can get my ass up and go to the gym too his pull-ups must be much easier than yours well yeah (laughs) less body weight (laughs) but it's just like you know it's just it's nice the especially around here in la where everything is so like hectic and stuff like that it's nice to see uh, somebody who has a setup like that it's really nice that's really rad yeah you should cool. do your part take them down to hong kong uh, <laughs> i'm sure they've all i'm sure they've all been but not as a group not as a group no that'd be a crazy ass group though about like 15 20 vets just going down and drinking all their alcohol yeah oh not to mention every time that you go into hong kong too they give you a beer they didn't give me a beer what the fuck maybe, maybe they ran out because like literally every the cover charge and then they literally handed me a Heineken. That Man, was pretty. It was pretty awesome. I had a different experience. Like they took me right to a booth and then, I mean, they gave me lots of alcohol. I was gonna say probably because you already had a booth with alcohol that came with it. This yeah. was just like cover the cover charge and they gave you a beer with it. Yeah, I was I, like, I didn't have to drink all night though because of that. 
Nice. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah. They have actually uh, hooked it up pretty good over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they want to get you drunk so you fuck hookers. Yeah, I guess the, that's the idea. <laughs> that's not my bag, though. Nah, 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 Mm-mm. not so much. I, not that I have anything. I have no moral qualms with it. Zero. No, it's just we're in an industry where, I mean, the girls that are in this industry, they're the most beautiful girls in the world. There's that. There's definitely that. It's not even that for me, though. It's I, I don't like the transactional nature of it. Ah, uh, yeah. Just like the paying for it part? I, I have no moral qualms with paying for it. For, the paying for it part? It's just a, I want to feel wanted. Ah. Uh, like, oh, you're only doing this because I'm handing you money. Right. Okay. Not into it. Like, I'm not, I'm not turned on by that. Right, right. It's not like, uh, yeah, it's not like that, um, that, that just male whatever misogynistic bullshit that yeah my uh, ego my ego is like no 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 nah, no bro nah be like dude you can, you're, you're cool bro you can go back home and you'll be fine yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah it's just like yeah you want to feel want you want to feel wanted you want to you know thing you want to be able to like you know actually have some sort of intimacy i guess is the idea intimacy is optional but it's more of a oh no this is where she wants to be ah okay yeah and I guess it's, you know, I guess it just depends on the girl you get, but there's got to be at least a couple of them that want to be there, right? Well, you would hope. You hope. I mean, hell, if the right girl was a proper salesperson, I might be like, okay, here, take my money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I have not found the proper, you know, saleswoman. Right. Yet. <laughs> I guess he's, like, he's like, or ever. No, it's like, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, it hasn't happened. Yeah, it, it hasn't no. happened. It didn't happen in Amsterdam. Like, plus it's that whole strip club aspect too. It's like yeah. you're just like I would never normally come here anyway. So, right? Yeah, it's just that whole like, okay, so what's so special about this? Yeah, I, I just wasn't feeling it. That's some place I do want to go back to though. I have been to Amsterdam once, but uh, I haven't been back in many many years. And uh, Europe would actually be an awesome place to go. We're trying to get a crew together to do Oktoberfest at some point. That would be awesome. It was so much fun last year. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that Munich is quite a town. Oh, I had so much fucking fun. Yeah, being at the I've I've been to Munich, but not during Oktoberfest. I went to uh, I went to the Hofbrauhaus. Nice, but not during Oktoberfest though. And it's still just as crazy. Don't get me wrong. And it's funny because of how how they treated us there as Americans and as not. I was like 15 at the time when I went. I could still drink, but it was like... Yeah, Germany, if you can see over the bar, you can drink. That was pretty much it. And like, even like, even their soda had alcohol in it. Really? Yeah, because I swear, like, I got a Coke, but it must have had beer in it. Because it tasted like a beer, and I was getting drunk. <laughs> like, I was like, I ordered a Coke, but it was like, it had head. And it was, but it tasted like Coke. But it also kind of tasted like beer, too. And I'm like, wait, am I getting drunk off of just Coca-Cola right now? Like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm, like, trying to ask the guy. And, of course, he can't understand me because he's speaking German and stuff. And I'm like, is there alcohol in this? Because I'm fucked up. <laughs> Sprechen Sie Deutsch? I know. Sprechen Sie English? <laughs> like, and then uh, schnapps were insanely popular over there, too. Schnapps or something Schnapps, else. schnapps, schnapps. That's like, they give you, like, a... F- 
like a flight over there every time you order schnapps. They give you like they don't just give you one. They give you like three or four shots every time you get one over there. <laughs> I do like Germany. It's great though because like they do like the they're like oh we'll give you these two ones that are like that will seriously fuck you up but then we'll give you these other two ones that are just for like for show we'll throw like a chocolate or a passion fruit one in there just to fuck with you ha 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 I don't know passion fruit schnapps sounds like it would fuck your stomach up after like heavy drinking just like it's basically just as like a filler though because once you have like a chocolate milk schnapps. Then it's kind of just like a cutter, you know what I mean? Because like that would be really heavy, you know what I mean? Like schnapps just are, I don't know, they get you fucked up. So they're a pretty heavy fucking proof. They are, yeah, yeah. They really messed up, man. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how they do it over there, man. <laughs> practice, practice, practice. Yeah, they practice at a very early age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh my god, yeah, no, we got we got to get group back. We got to get like a full on porno group to go to Oktoberfest. That would be super because then we could just all like split a fucking Airbnb and then just go do Oktoberfest for like three or four days. Three days tops. Three days tops. Oh my god, that's all you can handle. I was there. I only did one day last year. Mm -hmm. We popped into Munich. We chilled out by the hotel because we got in late. We went down to Oktoberfest. I got my Lederhosen. Then May to Oktoberfest, we, we hit the fairgrounds probably about 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. By 10 p.m., we were done. Oh, yeah. I guess because the beer is stronger, too. Well, it's not even that. It's just a lot of fucking liquid. Is it? Well, it's a liter of beer. Oh, they give you liters, yeah. Yeah, so every the time you order a beer. The amount plus the actual quality of the beer itself. Yeah. Yeah. It'll fuck you up. I wasn't that drunk. I just was needing to pee every, like, fucking five minutes. No, I, uh, I literally drank some, like, German beer... What was it? A couple nights ago, I had like maybe two or three of them. I was hungover as fuck the next day. It's just like the quality of the beer or something. I don't know what it is. It's just like we Americans can't handle it or something. The food was also fucking spectacular. That it is. Bratwurst and just... Oh, bratwurst. The best pretzel I've ever eaten in my life. And it's the size of your head. And it wasn't even hot. Like Wasn't even hot? Wasn't even hot. Nah. Doesn't have to be. No. When you're fucked up. Oh, no. That, that was actually one of the first meals we had there. We oh. had just gotten in the tent. We got our first round of beers. We ordered sausages. The pretzel guy came by like pretzel. It was, I don't know how they how they did it, but it, it wasn't even hot. It was, it was a crusty on the outside and so chewy in this. Oh. That's, uh, that's practice, too. They've been doing that for ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, uh, I don't, it's like, how do they do it? It's like, because they've been doing it forever and ever and ever and ever. It was fucking amazing. Just every meal we had there was so great. And Oktoberfest is just a giant fucking carnival. Basically, yeah. Tents and all. And they do something, I, I've talked about this on there too, that I absolutely love. The traditional Bavarian woman's outfit, I don't know what it's called. You have a little sash. And if you tie it to the left, you're single. If you tie it in the center, you're in a relationship. If you tie it to the right, you're married. Oh, okay. That's so... When you're scoping girls, you're just like single. Oh, it's easy. Oh, okay. Except that really young girls are wearing it. Like, inappropriately young girls. Like, ah. like oh, you're tied to the left. No. You're no. like, yeah, no. you should be. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, yes, you should be tied to the left. But it's like, you shouldn't be wearing that at all, though. Right. Like, I, I, I'm scoping for the right. It's like, stop. It's like, but I, it's like, but. What is the age of consent in Germany? That's the thing, too, right? Yeah, I'm not con so concerned about that as much as I'm concerned, concerned with... about the girls that are wearing that for 
trying to be like, oh, I'm trying to do the thing. And then no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want a fucking child. Ugh. No, like what the fuck? Yeah. What par- it's like your parents let you do that. Your parents just like I'm single, bitch. Yeah, it's like no, you get you get no sash. You get nothing. Right, no sash. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's what they should do. Why are you dressed like a busty v- Bavarian wench? You are a little girl. Stop. Right. Yeah. God, it's just this whole. It's that. It's this. It's here too. It's not like it's just over there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. It, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Oh yeah. There, I was, I was trying to think. I was like, I saw this. No, I think it was on TV, so it must have not have been real. This is hilarious, though. That like, we're people in the industry and we're complaining about oversexualization. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's we're like, just fucking hypocrites. Well, right it's now. just the thing. It's like when it starts hitting like thirteen and fourteen year olds, then it's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, I what, what was it? The thing recently where Pornhub came out. It's like the the average porn porn watcher or something is like or the average beginning porn watcher is like 11 now hey you might want to do something about that guys yeah yeah you know that whole access to the internet but then again i look at every parent every new parent that i know all their kids have iphones and ipads lock that shit down i know but it's like you know when we were kids we just would figure out our fucking parents passwords and shit i can't imagine what it's like on the ipad too you know it's probably the same deal it's like eh, my parents are I was such a rotten kid, like, and I'm showing my age here. Before high speed internet was really prevalent, you know, you used to have to get your porn through pay per view. Mm-hmm. My father, HBO. Well, no, I'm talking like <laughs> actual like penetration porn. Oh, okay, yeah. Skinamax, Skinamax, but right. But then there was actually like penthouse pay per view, yeah. Penthouse and vivid pay per view, right? And my father locked it down where you had to do a passcode. Okay. Well, my ass is smart enough to call into the cable company <laughs> and be like, hello, hello, I, I need to order this. And like, oh, well, sir, uh, we need your social security number. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> I just told them my dad's social. Boom, popped right up and taped it to VHS so I could watch it late, again later. Ah, you were smart. You taped it for later. Good one. Yeah. No, I used to have like. VHSs with multiple multiple full length movies on it that I had taped off pay per view. Wow, I'm admitting to porno piracy well before I was in the industry. Basically, yeah, you were like the first version of a of a pirate there, right there. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> but it's I like, didn't sell it that. Pro- but it's like that required so much work, probably, to do that. I know. And do you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to? actually physically fast forward to a part of a scene you want to watch well it's because you couldn't see what you were fast forwarding to it would probably just go blank well no you, you don't stop it you just on screen fast forward so yeah it would just like like static bar at the bottom yeah it's not like you can stop and like put it in slow motion and figure out what exact second you want to go to it's like oh hope i make it <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's crazy to think that like some of the girls that I watched back in the day are still performing to this day. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy fact, too. It's like, wow, I actually know you, and I remember in high school being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, crazy going into when back when I first started working for uh, Reality Kings, and Gianna Michaels was the talent, the person that like hired all the talent. I just go, wow, Gianna Michaels. Like, 
I watched so much of your porn when I was like first watching. <laughs> Spilled a lot of seed to her back in the day. I mean, who didn't? <laughs> I was like, honestly, who didn't? I mean, and still, I mean, she's going, you know, she goes around and dances and stuff, I think, still or something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing really well for herself. Well, it's also crazy to like, at the time, you know, these were fucking women and. Yeah, I was 18, 17, 18. And it's like, oh my god, these. And I know some of these women now. And it's like, you're not that much older than me. Like, you're a year or two older than me. You were eighteen, nineteen, when I was watching your scenes at eighteen. Right. Mind blown. Oh yeah, that and then when uh when the girl find it's it it's just mind blown when the either a girl or a guy finds out how old you are in the industry. Like you know, I'm twenty nine. So when girls find that out about me, they're like, what? Like, you look like you're fucking 20, 21, 22. And I'm like, yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, it's like, I don't want to look fucking 29. Like, I'd look like a fucking, you know, I don't know. I probably wouldn't look that good. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, man. I'm right fucking here. Well, it's, I'm talking about me, not you. <laughs> I'm saying I would look like shit. I would look like shit. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I looked like shit at 29, like, too. I was going to say, if I still look like this at, like, 30... I'll still be, I'll be impressed. I'll be impressed. But uh, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, just uh, ultimately I'm just trying to just keep shooting. You know, that's the goal. Um, Whether it be for myself or for somebody else, I'm glad for the people that are still, you know, in the business directing, whatever. The people that I regularly shoot for are honestly some of the best people that I know, you know, like the, the Mike Adams is and the thing. It's like all these people, yeah, they get shit for it but it's like okay they've been in the industry how long and you've been in the industry how long there's a reason they're still there and they it's because they act like that yeah 100% 100% like the longer you're the longer you're in yes the less you have to give a shit the less the less the less the less the less you have to start getting the shit because you have proof that what you're doing is working right there's monetary proof that's like hey this works right what I'm doing works I have an eye for talent Right. Other people may say different, but that's on them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I do my best and that's all I can really say. You know what I mean? It's just like some, I just click with others. I click with some better than others. That's, that's So is the plan to eventually start moving into doing feature work for yourself? That'd be the idea. Um, so far, it's just kind of like, these days, it's just, it takes so much longer to get your name out there as, especially as a male. For a girl, she can do it in, she can be in and gone in less than a year. And oh, be, I know. And be, oh, I know. And be, but she can be the most popular girl and make so much money that it only takes a year for her to... For guys, it's like, I don't know. Unless you have a... I've noticed what a, a lot of guys have is they, they're married or have a girl with them, and that draws more attention. Which, well, what you need to do is find the right girl and just start a partnership with her. I know. I guess that's the idea. But it's like, yeah, it, it's it's a lot easier when you have that, but it's like it makes it it makes me feel that much better about myself that I'm successful on my own too. But in the meantime, if you want to have an arranged marriage with Brad Knight, I know I was like, if any girls are uh, looking to, uh, you know, get in a partnership and further, both of your careers, further a career, I would not mind that at all. So <laughs> it's, it, you know, but preferably if you know how to edit, <laughs> I know how to edit luckily. So <laughs> I got that. I picked up that skill. So Brad knows how to edit mm-hmm. ladies. He's available. All I'm saying that's all I'm saying. But no, um, I just, uh, 
it's just the fact of um, I've learned over these past couple of years. It's just being here. Um, the percentage of just being here is very minimal. And then now seeing new guys and what they make, I'm even more thankful to be here because I, I generally make almost twice as much. Well, you're a proven commodity. That's why. Well, it's just, it's also the timing. Like there was a lot, even four or five years ago, there was still more money than there was now. And it's just, you see it on what they pay people now. Like even the girls included, you know, they're not making nearly as much as they, as they should. Now, do you think that's because oversaturation, oversaturation, girls just willing to take a cut and just driving the market down for everyone? Absolutely. It's the same with guys too. Because, I mean, even though guys were a dime a dozen, there's just guys that are, they're willing to take almost nothing. I, I know guys that work for companies for nothing. That's insane. They, like, work because they want to work with the girl and the exposure and the shit and the blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but the dude that is hiring you for that is making all the money, not you. Exposure doesn't put food in my stomach. Yeah, it doesn't. So, and, you know, for some companies, it's like, that's why we don't get along. It's because, like, I'm... I'm here to I'm I'm here to do a job. I'm not here to be your fucking friend. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and it's just like ha, you know, but that half of these companies they want like this relationship where they want like they want the crew to be their crew. They want it to be like a click in high school where it was just it's all them all the time every day. You know, we shoot all these people all the time for all these projects every single time. It's like but it's like that's kind of what we need to start getting away from, if anything. Well, are you paying your crew every fucking time? Yeah, well, usually they are. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like once they have that crew, they stick with it. But then for guys like me who want to just do our job and work for everybody, it's like, well, sorry, I'm not here to be your fucking friend. I'm here to treat this like a business because it is. (laughs) It's like, I guess that's not exactly the most popular opinion in the world. But, you know, it's I like I like my job, but I also do, you know, I don't. If I'm not going to spend five, six hours on set, you better give me another day where I'm shooting. Because it's like more often than not, I'm getting shot once and that's it. It's like, okay, maybe if you shot me maybe four or five times, I'd be more of your friend. Right. <laughs> it's just like, you got you to gotta give respect to get it, I guess. I don't know. Or at least give pay. Yeah. Like, you know, and more than once. It's like, okay, you hired me once. That doesn't make you a god in my eyes. No, no. <laughs> like it's cool. You you hired me. Uh, um. Yeah. The whole point is to keep on hiring. To me. keep on hiring me. Yeah. You're not paying my mortgage with the one gig. Yeah. So it's just and and that's and that's been the problem with guys and girls is because there's those guys and girls that are willing to to work for that much less and it's just it's you see it in the performance too. And that's, but that's okay. You know, I mean, sometimes you get these great scenes for not very much money and I get the aspect behind it, but it's less like when you have a director every single day, that's like, I'm going to be here today, all day, every day, you know, for the next like five days. I'm like, dude, you could just consolidate like most people do and just get these scenes knocked out or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it is what it is. I'm not in charge, so I don't, I have no input, but. Right. That's why you're, she. That's, you're here to provide the penis and. Yeah, I'm here to provide the penis and just, you know, do my own thing every once in a while. So, which has turned out okay. So, what stuff are you doing right now? Um, I'm just focusing on my Manavid site, uh, the, man, the bradknight.com. Uh, that's mainly my ma- uh, main focus other than shooting. 
Uh, I have a lot of great girls on there that I've shot a lot of content with. Like uh, next couple months, I'm going to be releasing girls like Dolly Sky and uh, let me see, like uh, Layla Price and a few just girls that are just genuinely good that people want to see. So awesome! It's going to be and it's going to be a really exciting summer. I'm really I'm excited to bring out uh, these girls' content because a lot of these girls have never. It's it's funny because a lot of them, and they've told me when they've shot with me, they're like, I haven't done a lot of straight just blowjob scenes. So what? When did you you decide that you wanted to be the blowjob king? I just I, I and it's funny that you that you call me that because that's kind of what that's the re, that's the rep I've gotten over the past couple of years. It's like okay, if I'm getting it, if it's the blowjob guy, I'm going to Brad Knight. That's his thing. That's his niche. I figured that out actually really early. You figured out like I don't want to do work. Well, no, I figured out it's like when you when you sign when you do your own site, you have to have a niche. Like a lot of people do a site and they release boy girls, they release solos, they release blowjobs, they'll do this then that. It's like you have to have one central theme. Well, especially as a dude, you're just a prop, right? And for me, it's like I have my prop, but I found my niche blowjobs, and I also am using a lot of different girls. It's not like I'm shooting with the same girl. The entire time. Yeah, I'll bring girls back because the fans have bought this clip over and over again. They like to see them. But other than that, it's just like the it's just being consistent in the multivarietal choice of girls that these guys are true. Sometimes I would I even look at my own website and I go, damn, there's 50 videos on here, like 50 girls to choose from. It's nuts. So it's uh, it's a little bit overwhelming even when I look at it. So. <laughs> but it's but it's awesome because I get to bring I get to bring like what the fans want to them directly like you know and I don't I don't really charge that I charge money for it but not that much money you know it's not like I'm charging twenty dollars for a fucking blowjob clip but why did you decide on blowjobs as your niche it was just something that I'd always been told that I was like good at like when I was shooting for throated and like stuff like that it was like the scenes would always just rate that much higher what constitutes a good blowjob scene. I'm just curious. <clears throat> well, it depends on the girl. Most of all, uh, she has to have a genuine like interest in giving blowjobs more than like actual sex. The ones that give the best blowjobs are the ones that actually love giving head sometimes more than sex. Like they'll like uh, I just shot with Alex Moore recently. I don't know if you know her. She's like uh, one of like a handful of girls that I know that will orgasm while giving a blowjob. Okay, that's crazy. Not having to even touch themselves, not even having to do it. They will get off solely on giving a giving head. Is it the visual for her? I think it's um uh I think it's like um they get off on the giving of pleasure. It's the like um Well they, God bless her. I know. God bless all those girls. I swear to God. Like Rachel Rocks was one of those girls, like uh Alex Moore was one of those girls. Like it's just Naomi, Naomi today was one of those girls. It's just they, they just they love pleasing men, and that's just like that's why we love this industry so much, isn't it? It's just a, a reminder, and you come back to it, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, like uh, you know, Dolly Sky, Layla Price, they have a genuine love for for sucking cock, and that's that's half of it. The other half of it is make, kind of making it look good making the angles uh, and things like that. Like there's only so much that you can do with a blowjob, but you still have to make it look good. should draw a face above your dick. I know I really should. Just so, like a smiley face just like, a, just, on my stomach. Just to start doing a, just <laughs> silly shit. Like 
No, the penis will be the nose. No, they they the fans know it's me now, and uh, so they 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 can pick your dick out of a lineup, pretty much. And they and especially when it comes to the the blowjob stuff, they really, you know, they 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 know me for it now. So it's pretty, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I actually have a funny story about about that. They actually uh, made me put. Uh, I was doing like an, uh, a bathtub scene <laughs> where I was like this uh, pervert plumber guy that like gets naked and like gets in the bathtub, right? So they like put these goggles on me, right? But then they also put like eyes, a mustache, and uh, goggles on my dick. <laughs> they had like these little like miniaturized goggles that literally could like fit on the top of this bottle. And I was literally like, where did you guys get these? I guess it was from like a barbie doll or some like underwater barbie or something like that and they like had these little tiny goggles that go over over the doll's head and i just put it fit they fit perfectly on my fucking dick <laughs> so like i come out of the water and there's like these eyes and like this the goggles on my dick and the girl's like oh my god but like it literally it was uh me and carly gray and she, did they warn her before your dick came out or no they 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 told her we were gonna do it but it's like even it took three it, we had to do three takes because like the first two i come out and it's like it's it's eyeballs and fucking goggles and a mustache like on my dick like and she just loses her she, shit or yeah it's obvious like she, she turns around and she's like supposed to be surprised but she just cannot stop laughing see i would have just taken that take but like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's just like but it was supposed to be like this surprise like oh my god i'm like oh a thing but it was just like yeah this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever done with my penis trying to have literally scuba scuba steve my uh my dick here basically is what i did so <laughs> So you should just start a whole site of ridiculous penis, <coughs> ridiculous penis shit. I know, goggles and the goggles other disguises and thing, and just like especially now, like I, I like today, I could have put like you know bunny ears and stuff on my dick and just like done a whole like you know Easter or, egg fucking thing. Or you could have jerked off into a Cadbury cream egg and fed to her. Yeah, could have done that. A little obscene. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Would have been a real cream egg. Going to be a real cream egg, yeah. Uh, next year. Next year, or shoot it tomorrow and say it was on Easter. Yeah, we could. But uh, no, tomorrow I uh, tomorrow I will be shooting for, who is it? Elegant Angel, I think. Ooh, Ooh. fancy. Haven't shot for them in a minute. But they're good people. Um, With Miss, uh, who is it? Alana Cruz. Have you, sh- you know her? Do not actually. Okay. Well, naming all these girls I don't know. I know. I know. You got to get them on the show. Definitely. I'm feeling like feeling my age. Like some of them haven't been around that long. Yeah. Well, most of the girls I've mentioned, besides you know, like Dolly and Layla and the girls that we've. Oh, Layla's been on the show before. Oh, has she? Okay. Cool. Yeah. There's a. They're they're great girls though. All these. We got it. Like it's literally like half and half. Like we get a for every like terrible group of girls that we get we get like another great group like right after that <laughs> like <laughs> it's this cause and effect type deal you know i played the fifth i'm, I'm, I'm not gonna call anyone horrible well you know. not on mike no i wouldn't either i can't think of anybody specifically that's why the, the thing of beauty about this business is when you're horrible like that you don't last very long no everyone knows everybody yeah it's pretty. It's it's like we like to claim that we're huge, but we're not. It's really, it's really, really small. It's a very big and small industry at the same time. It's just, it's like it's a, it's like a big high school. 
Oh, yeah. Sadly. <laughs> it's like everybody knows each other. Everyone knows everyone's fucking drama. Everyone knows. That's, you fuck up in this biz. Everyone fucking hears about it. Yeah, it's a true story. I'll, um, I'll attest to that. Um, that's why I've been kind of also having. That's why I don't really have much, like too much to talk about. Because uh, overall, I've been trying to just trying to keep a lower profile these days. I just uh, so, so welcome to internet radio. We're pretty, <laughs> to pretty much no, but I like talking. Brad Knight is back. It's like I am back. I've been uh, keeping a low profile for just a little while, and I'm just trying to like you know make my scenes better and just you know work for more and more people and just you know make just make things better for myself. You know, it's been four years in this industry, and I wanted things to change for the better. So I have. I have to ask you can. Tell me to fuck off if you want. Huh. What happened? Um, I don't know. I just um, got like really, I got really depressed for a long time. And uh, the deaths of all these girls and stuff really didn't help with that either. Um, as, as I was getting a lot better, this is when like uh, the girls were starting to commit suicide. Like almost, you know, what was it? Six deaths in six weeks or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It was just a ridiculous time. And then... As I was doing better, it just got, it got 10 times worse when that shit started going down. And it just, um, I took it out on the wrong people. And, uh, you know, if they do listen, then I would, you know, I just want to apologize for that. I've been in a 10 times better place now. It's been crazy, like, uh, honestly, like the people that talk to me, they go, you know, you've really changed things. Like, you really uh, opened up your perspectives on stuff. And, you know, just, it's been, it's been, a lot for the better. I'm really, I'm actually really happy about it. That's good. It's good that you're in a better place. Yeah, um, that's actually, you know, I, I have to, I have to pick my spots on, you know, when and where I go, and things like that. Um, you know, um, I would. That's why I ultimately go down to Mexico sometimes because it's also obviously I don't get cell service down there, so you have to, you can just unplug down there which is really nice so sometimes you just have to like take a step back and just reevaluate and then just come back in you know i i did that for a while where it was just uh i was just caught kind of hopping around just honestly it was like i felt like a pigeon i was just shitting all over everything and then you know you can you step back you reevaluate and then you just go hey i've been i've been doing this for a reason i love what i do i shouldn't have to change i shouldn't have to I don't want to leave. That was where it was getting to the point. It was like I almost left and I didn't want to leave. I, I love this business way too much. And it's just the people in this business are, are, are really, are really good. And I just have genuine faith in people. So it's been a, it's been a, I, you know, after four years, I can't just, I couldn't just throw it away. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's also, hard to walk away from this motherfucker. Yeah, it really is. And it's just like, you know, ultimately, I, I'm just trying to make amends with those people that I've hurt. Um, you know, I don't, I never meant to, like, actually make people feel that, that bad in such a deep-seated way to where, you know, now it's not like I can't, I can't talk to them anymore. And it's just really sad that I can't because I really genuinely, it's like, guys, we're, we're supposed to be, like, this tiny industry like we talked about. Like, we need to kind of... Uh, forgive and forget as it were and you know i just really been trying to to get over that hump for like the last probably six months to a year or so well and hopefully they can unfortunately some people can't some people can't and that's okay you know i uh i'm not mad at them at all and i forgive you know those that uh i have 
that have wronged me or you know done stuff the thing it's just now i just want to go on a new path man you know i'm just kind of i've been in this i've been in a bad place for so long and i just been now i just want to i just kind of want to just make just want to make peace with everybody man just peace and love you know yeah life's too short to hold on to that shit it's really too short and this industry can get to you like that oh yeah this industry can chew people 100 percent chew people up and spit them out yeah so it's kind of like you know when you get a little bit of that you kind of have to take it in stride and you know it's just uh if i have anybody out there that's you know thinking about joining the industry it's just like you have to be mentally you have to be one of the main, most mentally tough people in the entire world oh yeah so i i've had female friends over the years come to me and be like i want to get in the industry and First and foremost, I'm like, why? Why do you want to do it? Why? Guys, too. Oh, guys or girls. Mm -hmm. It's like, why, though? Like, really? Like, what's your, what's, if you had to pick one thing, and most often, more often than not, it's for some ridiculous reason that would never, it would, it would make them not last in this industry at all. Yeah. I want to fuck chicks. Like, Yeah. yeah. Do you, want, do you want to spend eight hours doing it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, do you do understand, dude? You're a prop. You're not there to have fun or enjoy yourself. You're there to be aesthetically pleasing on camera and make her look great. Right. If she happens to be into you, good on you. <laughs> yeah. She very well may not be. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I literally had this. Oh, my God. So I had this. Um. I had this, somebody told me this story the other day. So they're working uh, for Brazzers, right? And they're dealing with Brazzers. And of course, Brazzers is one of the biggest companies in the entire industry, right? So they have these girls that come in and they specifically only work for Brazzers, right? And uh, so one of the girls, um, she's, I guess, apparently so like afraid to shoot on camera or whatever it is and apparently this is a girl that's been shooting for this company for a long time she has to have her own private room and she has to have basically like a comfort rabbit like an actual rabbit like an actual rabbit to uh to like pet and calm her before she can even do the scene i wonder what her sex life is like in real life i can't even imagine bro like do you need a bunny before we fuck right like a like a comfort animal like before she can go and like get her phone, like do thing. It's the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> like I was just yeah, like, that's pretty odd. I was like, so this girl like had to come and like get comforted by this bunny for two hours before she could even do it. It's like, yeah, this is like before makeup and all that stuff too. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I have no idea who it is, but Neither, I, I, they didn't tell me either. Cause I'm pretty sure it would be, I would just laugh my ass off. Right. Right. But I hope to fuck that she is, a, an amazing performer. Right. And B, hotter than the sun. Right. Yeah. The way they made it sound, though, is that she was one of those girls, though. But it was just hilarious to me. I was like, you need that. I was like, is, I was like did, did you bring your own? Or does somebody have to go get one for you to, to do that? How does that work? Like, did so, yeah. <laughs> so, well, and good, on, good on her for being able to pull that off for people still hiring her. I know. I was going to say, well, it's literally like you see that nowadays, like some girls literally only work for browsers or whoever it is. And that that's just what makes them that that much exclusive or whatever. You know, geez. Do you like, think we're ever going to see the age of contract girls come back? Nope. Never. We're done. We're way past that. It's just uh, at this point, it's just like fighting to survive. Yeah. 
That's what every company is, I feel like, is trying to do right now. They're just fighting to survive. Except browsers. They're not fighting to survive. Well, I mean, they're part of an umbrella. Right. I mean, it's like they, they didn't fight. They got beat. <laughs> it's like... Well, they did the beating. Yeah, they did the beating, but like they got, they got beat. Like, just like everybody else. They just sold out faster than a lot of these companies did. Yeah. yeah. But I'll give them credit. I mean, MindGeek's a great organization. Like, they got their shit together. And Brad's saying this with a straight face, everyone. I'm saying it with a straight face. I was like, you got your shit together, despite everything else. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like when you have that many companies and you have that many directors working for them and that kind of crazy shit going on, it's like, yeah, maybe you deserve a little... Okay, good job. Good on good you. Good job. Good on you. But uh, back to the people wanting to break into the industry. Right. Back to that topic. No, the couple of female friends who are like, I want to break into the industry. I'm like... Okay, first and foremost, you know working in porn is not a protected class, right? Future employers, if you ever stop doing this, can 100% fire you for working in porn. And they do. Oh, yeah. Often. Like, basically, if you have any connections on Facebook, even, you're done. Like, they use Facebook for a lot now. Yeah. Speaking of which, male and female performers... If you need help locking down your Facebook, I can actually help you with that. Yeah, the privacy settings are a bitch to handle, but once you get it locked down, it's pretty... That's the most private you can get, I'm pretty sure. Because it's not like Twitter, where it's like you still have to request... You know, it's... There's still some tricks. Yeah. Um, that I could get into. Um, Jimmy Broadway was actually talking to me about possibly talking to APAC about showing people how to lock down their fucking profiles and... Just mitigate some of that shit. Well, it's also the difference between having your actual Facebook versus having a porn Facebook. Well, you should have a porn Facebook, your actual Facebook, and a third Facebook that is what your actual legal name is. Right. Well, the third one, you don't actually do shit with. Right. You just keep it as a right identity form, I guess. Well, not even an identity form. So when if people were able to find out what your legal name is, and they go and harass and do things with that Facebook, it's all directed there to a profile you don't actually use. Ah, okay. That makes sense. See, mine's... <clears throat> I guess I've gotten it to the point where mine is so private that you can't even, like... It's like Twitter. You can't even do anything until I accept your friend request. Right. For me, it's like you can't even talk to me or send me even any any sort of message if I don't if you're not my friend. Because people have tracked me down. Yeah. They, like... Uh, I think my phone number got leaked at one point, so people tracked me down through that. But I'm like, okay, so you're not, my number just leads to my Facebook page. That's it. And then once you request me, I know all my Facebook friends. I only have like five, 600 friends, and they're all mostly from like either college, high school, or like in this industry. Right. So I'm going to know... <laughs> like if you're and I'll and I'll do like the random, you know, uh I'll travel for the US team. So I'll do the random like US fan that like saw my name and they know who I am. It's like okay, cuz they're fans. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which is also another thing I forgot to mention. I travel a lot for that, which um since the US isn't in the World Cup this year, I'm not going to be traveling at all for that, but afterwards like starting in like August, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of um, lot of games and stuff because it's basically like once the World Cup ends, that's when qualifying for the next one begins. 
And it's really ridiculous because the next one's in Qatar, which is a slave nation. Is that a dry country? You're really going to go yeah, watch football in a dry country? In the middle of the summer, no less. Well, I'm sure they got enough money that the dome's air-conditioned. Yeah, but it's like you're still having to walk around in that country in 120-degree heat. Going it's a from, dry heat. It's fine. Yeah, going from venue to venue, though, you could collapse from dehydration. You know what I mean? Like, it would just... Yeah, it's no worse than Vegas in the eh, summer. It'd be fine. But you're just like... I. But, like, if you're traveling, A, if we're in it, we're not going to be able to get there. No American is going to be able to get to Qatar to go to see the, this, oh, definitely. this tournament. You can. Why not? <laughs> it's just like... Well, it's even if, once you get there, it's like you're automatically targeted. It's a slave nation. They're, it was like, especially if our, especially if the women try to go over there, man, we're going to be fucked. But uh, I'm actually excited because we do have four long years for them to decide if they want to keep it there. And the runner up is the U.S. We're in the U.S., though. We have so many soccer stadiums, man. I mean, we could we'll, we would make it work so fast. I mean, like, it's just the it's. Ultimately, who decides is FIFA. So corrupt ass FIFA. Corrupt ass FIFA. So ultimately, they're just keeping it there to spite us. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason they. That's the only reason they got the bid in the first place. That's the only reason they won the bid in the first place. I'm pretty sure is because they just did not want it to be here, or they just threw money at the problem. They're yeah, an oil nation too. I was going to say Qatar is one. Of, I was going to say top five richest nations in the entire world. Yeah. So, but it's just the fact that it's just like. The second that they start, fo- they put any spotlight on it, it's like, okay, you're it's a slave nation still. Okay. And then if we're not in it, then it's going to be even worse because then it's just like, then you got a quarter of the world not watching it. Like this year, I can't imagine the distribution deals that, that Russia lost <laughs> like, for, with Fox Sports and like ESPN and, and like all these companies that had so much money invested in overseas and things like that but anyway i'm getting off topic getting back to the point um i'll have people that where i've traveled to like chicago philadelphia uh new hampshire connecticut you know places that you don't normally get to go in our industry and you just you just get to make friends with all these people through uh the spirit of u.s soccer i guess as it were so it's been a crazy it's been a crazy uh past couple years being a part of that so what made you want to start traveling for U.S. soccer? Well, there's a supporter club called the American Outlaws, and uh, they... Have wait, 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 wait. Brad Knight, you're a soccer hooligan? I'm a soccer hooligan, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's been... Uh, I've been a soccer hooligan since 2010, actually. That was my first ever U.S. game. It was versus Ecuador down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, there was... The American Outlaws didn't really exist back then because they were founded in 2007, so it was kind of like they weren't really around then. But now it's just gotten to this point where it's like, okay, I'll give you an example. So we were in Columbus, Ohio, November 11th, 2016, U.S. versus Mexico. Now, what happened in November of 2016? Trump just won the election. I don't know. I started a bender. I started a bender around there. I don't really remember much. Started a bender, but uh, this guy named Trump had just won the uh, presidency of the United States, and we were playing Mexico in Columbus, Ohio. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, needless to say, at the same time that we were going to tailgate for the um, for the game, there was a rally, a pro-Trump rally, at the same time. Oh God. Yeah. 
in Columbus, Ohio at the thing. But it's so funny because it's like, yeah, you're in Columbus, Ohio and you're having a pro-Trump rally, but you don't realize you brought Mexico to Columbus, Ohio. Those people fucked them up. <laughs> like, like there were full on brawls and like there there was a straight up like US versus Mexico, like pro Trump versus Mexico brawl. Luckily these guys like they were wearing like Lucha Libre masks and stuff like oh, that. Shit. And they were drunk as fuck off tequila. So I'm like, Oh, these people did not realize what they just got themselves into. They just got their asses beat the fuck down. It was so bad. And I'm just like yeah, I mean, a week after Trump gets elected and you're trying to do a pro-Trump build that wall rally right next to a Mexican tailgate, <laughs> it's not really going to work for you, man, no matter how big your numbers are. <laughs> that is pretty fucking ridiculous. It was so bad, man. And then so after all that, like, um, they got, like we're on the opposite end of the parking lot and these guys go up. They come up and they go, well, that was something. Uh, so do you guys want to drink with us instead? <laughs> <laughs> the dude brings up like basically a bottle of this like do- ghost tequila and he goes, you guys want to do some shots with us? Because we're like hyped as fuck after beating those dumbasses. <laughs> like, and we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, we actually end up doing tons of tequila, drinking tons of whiskey, rum, whatever with these Guys, they're still wearing the Lucha Libre mask the entire time. And uh, it was it was a crazy-ass game, too, because uh, Mexico won at the last second to win during that game. And it was just like going home after all that and then the loss and then just Trump being president. It was just a whole – it was a whole thing. It was, it was hilarious, though, to just see all those people getting beat down. <laughs> so how many hooligan fights have you gotten into? Personally, uh, two. That was one of them. I don't really consider that a fight because I wasn't really a part of it, but it, that. And then um, Chicago, we had a pretty decent, had a pretty decent hooligan fight. What happened? Uh, Costa Rica happened. <laughs> they uh, came, we, it was our first, it was the second game of this, like, um, it was like a cross the country tour or whatever you call it. Um, like it started in Santa Clara was like the first game against uh, Paraguay. Then the second game was in Chicago against Costa Rica. And then the third game was in Philly against, uh, I forget. I think it was like uh, Trinidad or somebody like that. So we're in Chicago. And the whole reason that we were in this fight in the first place is because the way that Chicago had set up the, the, the tailgate. So are they playing Soldier Field? They were playing the game at Soldier Field, right? So if you've then you've been to Chicago, maybe once or twice, maybe once or twice. So you know that there's no parking lot, yeah. So there's no place to technically tailgate at the at the at these games. So what they did is uh, about a couple blocks down from Soldier Field, they had just basically like five or six bars dedicated solely to uh, to U.S. stuff, and you know, occasionally Costa Rican fans would try to come in and take over as it were they're trying to make like one of the bars like a costa rican bar so they would try to come in and it would be there'd be a lot of pride but it it wouldn't exactly work (laughs) and uh so like literally you just have this onslaught of just like costa ricans coming in the door at the same time as you have liquored up chicago 
Ians. Is that what you'd like? Chicagoites? Chicagoans. Yeah. Chicagoans coming out at the same time. So inevitably, there was, it was just a fight broke out. So I'm literally like at the patio area right at the entrance. And <laughs> these guys <laughs> decide to come in. The Chicago guys are coming out. And they're like, no, you're not coming in the bar. We're not letting you come in the bar. They have the Costa Rican flags and stuff. We're like, no, we're not letting you come in the fucking bar. We're going to fucking kill you guys. So like these guys... Literally, one guy takes his Costa Rican flag and just tries to beat this dude's head with it. Holy like, shit. You just, you just see like these dudes fighting each other, and then you just see like this flag coming up and then coming over and like trying to whack somebody in the dude's head. This dude grabs it, pulls the flag back, and punches the dude in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like this huge brawl starts to break out right on the fucking streets of Chicago. We're like on one of the main streets, like two blocks down from Soldier Field. And so like everybody's fighting. These dudes are like jumping over the bushes that were sitting by the patio area. And I'm like, guys, this is like once in a lifetime. Like we're, I'm just going to try to get something on this. So what? What I do is I just literally, I grab my fucking Miller Lite bottle and I just run into that crowd and I beat it on somebody's head and I ran off. <laughs> I was just like, ha, 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 ha. It was so bad. <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous. I was like, I just go and I just smash it on somebody's head and then like he ends up fighting with somebody else because he thought it was him and I just walk back and I go, well, that was fun. Let's go to the game now. <laughs> <laughs> and so... um for Chicago, the 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 t- like the whole march thing and leading up to Soldier Field was just fucking nuts. And especially after all that had went down, we got a police escort, like SWAT, straight up. Because like after that fight had went down, they're like, okay, we're not fucking around with you guys anymore. Like like people are clearly trying to come after you in Chicago of all places. And be- so before and after the game, we actually got like this full on police escort, and it was funny. Because originally, after the game, we weren't supposed to have it, but we were supposed to have this whole, like, um, it was not, it's not the night before party. Technically, it's like the night after party. It so it's like, the after party going on? Yeah, but they, you, what we did was that we actually had city trolleys, like, sanctioned by the city of Chicago, like three of them, dedicated to about 100 people that had signed up for this thing. And it was literally, we just went from monument to monument just getting fucked up along the way every single time. Did you pee on a bunch of Chicago monuments? That's not cool. I did. I may have peed on one or two. Did you pee on the bean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the the cop was watching me do it though. So apparently they didn't give a shit. We had a, they literally were like letting us drink Woodford on the, on the thing. And we were like bringing beers and everything, drinking on a sanctioned Chicago city trolley, you know, like the wood ones where there's like no seatbelts or anything. Okay. So imagine three of those with like police in front and back. And they're like, and there's like a hundred hooligans just getting fucked up beyond our recognition, going to every major uh, site in Chicago. That is fucking ridiculous. We went to the Beam. We went to Sears Tower. We went to Wrigley Field. We went back to Soldier Field, and then we what? You guys didn't go to fucking Sox Park? What the fuck? Nah, man. And then we ended up at wait. There's two pizza places in Chicago. We ended up with. One. There's a lot more than two. Well, I mean, like we ended up with like one of the Gino's East. The other one. Giordano's? That's the one. Okay. Yeah. We ended up there. That was like the last stop of the whole tour. And mind you, this is like 2 a.m. in Chicago. Yeah. We had SWAT standing outside (laughs) the bar because like we're we're literally like in all American flag gear, like from head to toe. So you could literally like, 
If you were, if the cops weren't there, they would have just picked us out all as a group and just taken all our money and shit. Like they would, <laughs> like we, like honestly, we would have gotten mugged and fucking robbed, even if there was like a group of seven of you us. You guys would have been fine. Yeah, totally. You would have been fine. No, it was like on both sides of the street though. There was like two like fucking envoys, and then these just four like four guys each just on either side of the street with just like AR-15s that are just like, what up? Oh yeah, you want you want to try something? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, those cops were just enjoying their overtime i'm pretty sure they were yeah because it was just like okay so we're just basically watching a bunch of american hooligans all right fine we were stuck in the bar like they were once we came outside the bar they were like and we're like okay fucking guy with a fucking ar-15 i'm not gonna fuck with him oh, back inside yeah it's too cold anyway way too cold in chicago I know. That's why I don't live there anymore. Yeah. It's uh, in June, and it was 50 degrees. I'm like, what the hell? Walking down the street, and I'm like, uh, I should have worn a sweatshirt. <laughs> like, I'm wearing a soccer jersey and a scarf, and I'm like, wow. Did not realize how cold it gets here. Yeah. The, the, the weather's a little schizophrenic. Yeah. Well, it was just, it's just super windy. That was the whole thing. It was just like... It would have been a nice day, like 70 degrees, if the wind wasn't blowing like 30 miles an hour. So Yeah, it's a thing. It is definitely a thing. Hal, before we did this, you were telling me you had a story about Woodford. Right. Okay. Uh, we will get to the origin story of... Uh, this is actually the first year I started working in the restaurant industry. And uh, Woodford has not really been around too long, right? It's been around for a minute. It's been around for a minute. Okay, so... Anyway, down south, uh, I was working in a place called uh, Boca. It's down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, pretty sure it's still there. But um, and then I worked at a place called uh, now what's called Havens, but at the time was called Sideburns. It was an offshoot of this uh, huge company called Burns Steakhouse. It's like one of the biggest, and they have one of the biggest like wine cellars in the entire world. Yeah, how long has, how long has Woodford been around for? Working on that. The distillery was formed in 1867. So, oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm trying to find out when it, because it's a it's a Brown Foreman product, which is, falls under Jack Daniels. Oh, okay. So it's been around, yeah. Anyway, it's been around a minute, but I guess like I don't know, either down where we were or just down in the thing, they Woodford was becoming like the most popular whiskey in the entire thing like people on the east coast had not heard of it i don't know what the deal was maybe it was because jack daniels was popular for so long i don't know why but up until about 2011 2012 i'd never heard of woodford reserve reintroduced in 1996 okay so relatively relatively in the way of bourbons relatively young yeah relatively young so you know this is around 2011 2012 i guess just down in florida where i was it just wasn't popular but then uh, just as, you know, Jack was just over overdone and just people were looking for a nice kind of cheaper whiskey to go to. And so I'm working at this, uh, I'm working at Sideburns. And uh, I, I don't know if you know about Tampa at all, but that's where the Yankees train. Oh, yeah. So uh, the Yankees do their spring training down there. And so, you know, a lot of them will go out to these bars or whatever and they'll you know get a quiet drink or whatever after training and the thing so i'm sitting at the bar and i'm uh serving people and uh guess out of all the yankees guess who comes into the bar a rod close Derek jeter cool i have actually have a story about a rod afterwards though 
So um, I'm at the bar, you know, uh, serving drinks. You know, I, I just started working at Sideburns not too long. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I knew my way around. But, you know, basically he walks in, he sits down. He's got his manager with him and they both go, we want to drink. And I go, what do you normally drink? And he goes, well, I normally drink whiskey, but this guy over here, he, uh, he drinks the, he, he likes the wine coolers. His manager, <laughs> manager is going into Derek and he goes, he goes, yeah, this guy, fucking guy likes wine coolers over here. I'm like, so is that like a diet thing or are you just that much of a lightweight? He just goes, I'm just on a diet, man. Like, uh, I just want to be... He was, he was so Tom Brady about it. He's just like, I just have this specific plan. Like, you know, and I just uh, I do my thing. Uh, my girlfriend doesn't seem to mind it too much. <laughs> of course not. Of course, of course not. not. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go, uh, so Mr. Wine Cooler, <laughs> would, you like to share a, would you like to share a shot of whiskey with your, uh, with your manager here? He goes, well, I guess I'll do it tonight. And I, so, he's, so I go... So the manager goes, you know, uh, what, you know, what's your best whiskey? You know, like, uh, I've had X, Y, and Z, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So I tell him, I'm like, we literally just got Woodford Reserve. So I go and I pour him about, you know, I pour him a little bit about this, about, you know, two shots worth. And I go and he's, you know, he goes, this is some good shit. And he gives it to Derek and Derek just gives you that look like, am I really about to drink this whiskey right now? Like this, you clearly can tell this is the first, like, you know how Tom Brady went on, what was it, Jimmy Fallon and drank a beer? This was, yeah, the, like, you yeah. can tell this was like the first alcohol that the dude had in like forever, but like he drank it and then he just, he just sits there and he looks at me and he just goes, wow, that's actually some of the best whiskey I've ever had. And I was like, well, Derek, are you actually going to get a shot or are you just going to stick with the wine cooler? He's like, I'm actually going to stick with the wine cooler. <laughs> He's like he had to. He actually had to whisper it because I'm like, yeah, because we don't want you guys. You we don't want you getting any more shit now, do we? <laughs> so I was at the. I had the luxury of uh, actually being able to drink at work. So I, you know, I cheered his manager and I cheered Derek, and he's got his little fucking wine. He's got. We didn't have wine coolers at the fucking at my restaurant, so we just gave him regular wine, and we just go cheers. It's it's just a really funny story to hear about how such a famous athlete can drink such a pussy drink. <laughs> hey, hey, enough of the that pussy drink will get the job done. Uh, apparently, it will. Yeah. But uh, he didn't drink much of it. A-Rod, however, is quite the drinker. He not only knew about Woodford Reserve, but he was like giving me advice on what I should like start giving people the like thing. I think it was because he was worth two girls at the time. He comes in, he's got like two girls over their arm. I guess one of them was a pro wrestler. I cannot remember her name right now. But it was like a it was like a Trina Michaels. It was like one of the most famous like one, girls, like one of those, you know what I mean? Like fucking Sable or some shit? Yeah, it might have been. Like, I don't know. He was literally, it was literally like, yeah, like, like they were telling me, they're like, yeah, that girl's like a famous wrestler and like that's her girlfriend or something. And I guess he's going to go bang both of them after this. <laughs> like, that's what he was telling me. Because, <laughs> like, you know, when you're a bartender, you're like best friends with the servers. Of course, of course. So, you know, I go up and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm going up and I'm, you know, I'm serving my wood for it and stuff. And A Rod eventually like gestures over towards me and he goes, Hey man, I know you guys got this Woodford. Honestly, this is the best move you could have made. This is the best stuff I love to drink right now. He's like, honestly, if I wasn't with these two girls, I would be drinking this with you right here, right now, at the bar alone. I'm like, wow, it's quite a compliment. He's like, he's like, I saw you at the bar over there earlier. Like you're doing a really good job, and I would honestly like love to have a drink with you. And I'm like, really? Something. 
So I bring so he's trying to fuck you too. I was I was thinking so I'm like either that or I'm like you're really trying to impress these girls right now. So like I bring over I bring over the Woodford and I bring over the I bring over four shot glasses and the girls took them too and like he goes with them. And, but Woodford's not a shooting whiskey. It's really not. But like A Rod made them. <laughs> like A Rod ma- mouth raped those girls. That's yeah, not cool. That's not cool, man. But no, he was so cool though. Um, a Rod, I thought was ten times cooler than than Derek Jeter. He actually like after the shot, he goes, you know, obviously like give your, you know, give your. He's like take the. He gave me like a fifty dollar bill, and he's like take this, and like you know, go and he stuffed it in your bra. Yeah, he stuffed it in my bra because all I had was a t shirt at the time, and I just go, <laughs> I just go, uh, okay, thanks, but I grabbed from the bottom of my shirt and go, thanks, man, but. uh yeah, I was like, well, the only thing you could really do for me, bro, is probably get me Yankee tickets, but I don't think that's going to happen. He's like, you come to New York, I'll, I, can, I might be able to make that happen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Did you follow through? Did I, you? I was like, yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've never, I haven't been in New York since, so I would never. Plus, he's retired in a newscaster now. so He's still got to know a dude or two. I would think. I would think. But uh, I would have to probably like see him and have to bring up that story again just to remind him in the first place anyway. So I don't think it would just work. Tweet at him with a picture of you and Woodford. Like, mm, you remember Florida? That? You remember this like four years ago? <laughs> like, like five? God, it's like five, six years ago now. Jesus Christ! Like but six it, years ago, before my penis was on the internet, right? They're like, check it out, bro. It's like I could hook you up, man. I could seriously hook you up now. <laughs> like they needed my help. Right. Yeah. No. Um, Money is a be- much better lubricant. Well, the thing is, uh, about what Burns has is that Burns had this separate place called the dessert room, right, where you could go and like get dessert and a cappuccino and all this stuff, and it was like this huge thing. And they had these like private rooms that were like made of wood, and you could have like you know this privacy, and like the door would close. And so, what I would hear pretty often at at, at Burns is like Jarek Jeter would bring one or two girls to this dessert room place and they would close the door and he'd fuck them in there well good on him yeah i was like okay if you're gonna do it you bring them to the most uh fancy restaurant and fancy dessert room in the entire state pretty much but uh yeah i was like yeah in the dessert room <laughs> hey it saves on bringing them back to where you're staying i guess so i guess that was the idea because which was it, it a rod or uh dark Jeter that gave girls gift baskets after he fucked them i think that was I'm pretty sure that was... I guess I can Google this. Yeah, I guess you can Google it. I was like, I don't know if that... Because Derek Jeter apparently fucked a lot of girls. <laughs> Hold on, I'm... Oh, no, it was A-Rod. It was A-Rod, yeah. So... Oh, no, wait. No, I Googled A-Rod gift basket, and it came up, Derek Jeter denies giving gift baskets. Okay, so it was Derek Jeter. It was Derek Jeter. It, yeah. No, but it's funny because, uh, yeah, Derek Jeter would like he would come to uh, the college that I go to and like run on the track and stuff, and like girls would run up and like try to like get his autograph and all. Well, they stuff. knew there was a gift basket in it. Yeah, they knew there was something in it. So, but uh, but his house was like um, a mansion that was only like three miles away from the city, uh, the downtown city of Tampa, and he still has that house there to this day. It's one of the biggest houses on uh, what's called Davis Island. It's like this little. Like Sub Island, right off of Tampa, it's three times bigger than any of the other houses. He literally was just like a big ass fuck you to the rest of the neighborhood. Well, good on him. Shit, if you got fuck you money, you got to use it. He basically does. Yeah, imagine that's where he spends most of his time now. Shit, I mean, Tampa's awesome. So, but yeah, so good times. Uh, good times with Woodford. Good times with the Yankees players. Man, they're good people. I mean, Derek was kind of, eh, but A Rod was. 
was awesome. He was a good dude. I would definitely uh, love to had to had to actually sit down and have a drink with the man. That would have been awesome. Well, hopefully you can do it again in the future. Hopefully he's not he's not dead yet. So <laughs> nope, neither one of you are. Fuck it. Nope. And it's uh, I'm, in, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself right now. So awesome. Well. Brad, we're actually going to wrap it for the night. Okay, I was going to say this was a, this was a this was fun though. I had a lot, I fuck had a blast. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where can the audience find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Brad Knight Triple X. Uh, they can find me on Instagram at the Brad Knight, and uh, you can also find me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash Brad Knight Triple X. You should watch Brad get his dick sucked. That's uh, that's a that's a great thing that happens on thebradknight.com, which is uh, my Manny Biz website. Awesome. Awesome. Brad, thank you again for doing this. Thank you again for having me, Matt. Of course. Of course. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. Do us a solid, guys. If you're enjoying what you listen to, subscribe, go to iTunes, rate us five stars, tell your fucking friends. We want more fucking drinking buddies. Absolutely. And we will continue to bring you the ridiculous shenanigans and drinking stories from all your favorite celebrities. I guess you're a celebrity, Brad, right? Yeah, celebrity. Well, I, whoever. The, I didn't mean. Wow, that came out kind of wrong, didn't yeah, it? It's, uh, it's okay. It's, uh, it was like celebrities. We're minor mark. celebrities in our own way. I mean, no, for sure, for sure. But seriously, we will continue to bring awesome drinking stories from some of the best people. From the best people, not the some. Best. The best people. The best people. There you go. So. Enjoy your drinks, everyone. Good night. (laughs) 